Welcome, everyone, to episode 404 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about the best new IPs from this generation. Maybe not even best, but uh, there's there's plenty of new IPs. Uh, we'll, I, we'll probably get into the genesis of, of why we picked this episode, I'm sure. Oh, um, yeah. But that's going to be our main topic. Anyone have anything they want to tease for later on in the episode? I would like to talk a little more Sekiro. Okay. I'm sure we'll talk about Sekiro because I've played a little bit of that myself. Not new. And I'll just get it out of the way now and say I played about half an hour of Vampyr. Uh-huh. Um, I'm probably not really enough to talk about, but I will say so far I like it. Um, it's by Don't Nod, right? Uh-huh. The yep. same, same developer that made uh, Life is Strange. So I figured I like Life is Strange so much I got to give this game a try. And uh, so far so good, but I don't have much more to say than that. So Excellent. Will, anything to tease? Uh, I'll probably just be talking about some Mass Effect Andromeda. Okay. Um, that's probably it, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, I don't have a ton to tease. Uh, at, for those of you that have been following us for a while, you know after our episode we do a Game of Thrones episode recap. So, uh, this week we will be recapping the season premiere of Season 8 of Game of Thrones, the episode called Winterfell. Um, and I think I'm actually going to, for if for those that watch on YouTube, I'll probably put it up as a separate video instead of having a really long episode video. And then the Game of Thrones video, I'll put the Game of Thrones video up separate. Uh, those that listen through Libsyn or wherever you download the, or yeah, Libsyn, wherever you download the podcast from, if it's iTunes or, or what have you, it'll it'll be on like after the, the outro. Uh, so you keep listening through. And then, uh, yeah, those watching now on Twitch, we'll just roll into it after we finish the episode, so. We have that to look forward to. My wife is joining us for that. So, um, so yeah, there'll be the three of us talking. I think Corey mentioned maybe having uh, those are the listening to the show for a long time. If you remember Chris, we would like to try to get Chris on for uh, yeah. some of these if, if we can, if we can schedule the times ahead of time. So, yeah, I said to Dan that uh, both Dan and Chris are Game of Thrones encyclopedias. So yeah. it'd be nice to, to have them both. Uh... Yep together yep filling in some of the history and lore yeah so yeah let's uh will you want to get started by saying the reason for this particular episode idea yeah so i was actually out to dinner with a couple of my friends and we all play a lot of video games uh but two of them made the point that every game a lot of the games this generation have just been sequels and I was going to argue with them about it. I was like, no, 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 there's a lot of really good IPs. And then I thought about it. And the only two that I could name then and there were Until Dawn and Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> and then I blanked. And I was like, huh, yeah. That happens. And I looked, well, I looked back and I was like, well, no, there's a lot of really good games. I was like naming Assassin's Creed, you mm. know. And I was like, oh, wait, that's like the ninth and tenth game in the series. Um so and then I started, you know, thinking about it, and like I looked at last generation, we got Bioshock, Mass Effect, uh, Assassin's Creed, Borderlands, <clears throat> Borderlands, um, the Dead Space series, Saints Row. Um, there's a lot of other ones that I'm missing. Uncharted, yeah, Gears of War, Dishonored. We got a lot of really good IPs last generation, uh, and a lot of them have persisted to this generation. So I had a really hard time thinking of what were some good IPs 
that came out this generation. And we also excluded indie games because I named games like Stardew Valley, Hollow Knight, but indie games have always been pretty... I mean, they're always intellectual properties, you know? Uh, I mean, very rarely do we see studios make a sequel to the indie game. You know what I mean? I honestly can't think of a sequel to any of the indie games. Uh, Maybe spiritual successors, but none that I can think of. So that's more the idea that I came up with. And Dan, I had no idea what to do for an episode this week. So I was like, yeah, let's just talk about some good IPs that came out this gen. Yeah. I like it, and I thought it was a great idea. And I think we were texting. I think it was almost three o'clock in the morning when you texted me that, and I responded just about right away. Yeah, you've been you've been up every time that I have sent you a message really late this week. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've had a, a slight bout of insomnia, and one of my twins has not been sleeping. So, so well, you've just you get been... a body at least. Yeah, but at the same time, like then you can't really do anything. You got to watch watch him. He was good you the got... other night, though. I had him up in the middle of the night and he just watched cartoons for like an hour and a half so he didn't want to get up and make noise or cause any trouble but yeah so will why don't you get us started what's your what's the first game on your list uh yeah might as well talk about one of the ones that i mentioned earlier earlier uh until dawn uh, that was actually the first ip that came out of my mouth when i was thinking of this because we haven't seen um is it super massive I think Supermassive made the game. I can't remember exactly who it is. Um, I'll check that while I talk. But, uh, yeah, that was like we haven't seen a sequel to Until Dawn or really anything coming from that. It it is Supermassive? Okay. And we haven't really seen anything else come from Supermassive. I know they came up with that anthology series that they were going to be putting out, but I haven't seen anything from it since it got announced. So, um, really, Until Dawn was one of... One of my favorite games to come out this generation. It was scary. It was a lot of fun. I loved the story. Loved the setting. Loved the characters. Uh, there was so much good that they did. And it was kind of funny because I felt like this game hardly was marketed at all when it came out. Uh, I feel like people weren't talking about it until it came out. Um, and it was actually, uh, I think, a surprise hit for Sony. So, um, yeah, Until Dawn was the first one that I came up with. Okay. Yeah, what and the thing with that one too is like you said it was a bit of a surprise hit. Something else came out like right around when that came out that was supposed to be the heavy hitter IP that they released. Uh but that ended up being the far superior game and they did not promote it very much at all. I can't remember what was, game it, it came was up it against. Was it the order? Was it the order? Might have been. Were those order. The, yeah, those were like the two big games that came out that year and they didn't promote until dawn at all, which was Dang. a far superior game. Ah, right. uh, let's see. The Order eighteen eighty six came out February twentieth, twenty fifteen, until Dawn came out. Yep, twenty fifteen. Okay, so that yeah, that would have been it. So yeah, yeah, I mean, that those were came out a little bit later, but on uh, the the order flopped for by all accounts. It didn't review that well, and Until Dawn was a success. Yeah, so. Okay. Corey, hey. what do you got? I just uh, basically listed off all the ones I could think of uh, without any rhyme or reason to it. But when, when I asked you guys what the topic for the episode was, one game immediately came to mind, um, and that's Dying Light. Dying yep. Light, yep. I've got that on my list, too. That was a game, I forget what year it came out, maybe 2015? Could be 2015. Uh, but it was I'll... one of those 
one of those games that throughout our podcast we just kept referring back to and uh, i think we described it as like a zombie killing pr- playground yeah and uh i can't remember if other games were doing that at the time i don't even like dead island had come out but dead island was not very good so um, came out january 27th of 2015 okay yeah so i i don't know i just thought it was a well good uh or well good <laughs> a well done version of of that type of game it, it really took what uh, something like Dead Island had started, and I thought perfected it. And I still think back fondly on that game. That game was a ton of fun. Yes, it and I'll was. never forget the way those uh, when night would come out, the way those zombies with those fast ones would start chasing you. Yep, yeah, yeah. It's frightening. Yeah, that game was I, awesome, and it, it, I feel like it kind of came out of nowhere. Like we knew about it, but because it was a first-person zombie game, uh, I, I was a bit disinterested. Yeah, because... well, it came out at the right time, right? Wasn't it? It was early. You said, "Well, right." Yeah, the it was the first month of the year. Yeah, and I January. think it just it got the attention because because of that. Yeah, and really, I think it's the best zombie game that we've gotten. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, first first best, perspective, best open world zombie game at least. Because um, the Dead Island games were fine, but they weren't amazing. But Dying Light was actually amazing. Yeah. So. Yep. Okay good choice um for me i'm gonna for my first game i'm gonna say hellblade send it was sacrifice it's one i know Corey didn't particularly like right Corey? not a fan yeah so uh, i i ended up really liking it and uh i think part of the reason and i don't know if you did this Corey, but did you play with headphones on i don't recall i doubt it uh yeah actually i probably did because you played it on pc right yeah okay um yeah just the way the game so it's it's for those that don't know it's it's supposed to help portray uh mental illness uh the main character has kind of like ptsd and uh a bunch of different like mental things going on at the same time uh and one of the things that happens when you're playing the game is this is coming out on nintendo switch pretty soon too for for those uh switch owners out there it's a good purchase for it um but yeah like when you're doing different things in the game you have these voices in your head uh, often telling you conflicting things about what's what's going on and what you should do. Uh, I just thought that was that was really interesting, and uh, you know, it gets to the point where there's so many voices like screaming at you and yelling at you about what what you're supposed to be doing, and like I said, telling you conflicting things, and then all of a sudden they're quiet, and you're like, okay, why are the voices quiet? Like, what am I going into something that they're like, and it just messes with you the entire game. Uh, so for me, that was that was that was an excellent one. It was a it was a very interesting experience for for a video game. So that's my will. Did you play Hellblade? I did not. I have it on PC, but I have not yeah. uh, actually gotten around to playing it. Okay, it's a good one. Uh, I want I want to though because it's made by Ninja Theory. Yeah. Ninja Theory did the DMC reboot um, a while back, and I loved that game. So yeah. Yep. Hellblade. Will, what's up next? Uh, I'll talk about the other one that I mentioned, Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn is the first ever open world RPG game from Guerrilla Games, which I don't think anybody really expected Guerrilla Games to ever be doing uh, open world RPG. I don't think anybody expected them to do it as well as they did. Um, I think Corey and Eric played the most of this game, right? Yeah, yeah. I played a ton of it. I still want to go back and and beat it that's so how I, much i liked it i actually traded a bunch of stuff today at gamestop and i'm pretty close to having a ps4 pro uh so i was to, like eh, to play it. on your new 4k tv 
Yeah, so I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna wait for my next paycheck and then spend the I don't know almost three hundred dollars I got for all the stuff that I traded in today and get a pro and get Horizon Zero Dawn God of War, um, play those games that I miss. But Zero Dawn like is probably one of the more most beautiful games that come out this generation too. Uh, people still post pictures of it online about uh, the graphical capabilities of it. So. Um, just it's a very solid open world game with robot dinosaurs and you hunt them. Um, it's awesome game and I can't wait to actually sit down and, and play it on my 4K TV. Yeah, and you can't uh, talk about Horizon Zero Dawn without talking about Aloy. One of the best RPG protagonists. Oh yeah, and there's something about her voice that Su- is. Oh yeah, so it, because it's voiced by the by the character the by Chloe Chloe yeah. it's Chloe Price. Right. Which threw, yeah, threw, we like her. threw me for a loop when I first played that. <laughs> she was awesome. Because you just, again, you expect it to be Chloe, and it's not Chloe. It's a completely different setting. It's a... I, I prefer Aloy, for the record. Do you? Over Chloe? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you remember, but Cora and I weren't that fond of no, Chloe. No, I understand that, but Chloe's such a huge character. No, you're right. And yeah, one of our favorite teams ever. Yeah, I see what you mean. But anyway... That's neither here nor there. We don't need to get back into Life is Strange. <laughs> yeah, we do. Oh, we do. You're right. <laughs> Eric's not here. One of these times, too, we've got to do this second episode of, of uh, Life is Strange 2. Oh, boy. <laughs> Dan, I actually saw the third one's coming out soonish, and I was like, oh, yeah, never play the second one. Yeah. Did I, the, sorry, did the second one review well? I don't even know. Episode? I didn't. I know the first one was it. just mediocre, right? Like a seven or something out of ten. Yeah, I only saw uh, Destructoids, and I want to say it was like six or seven. Okay, so not not great again. Yeah, not the best. Okay. All right, Corey. Next up on your list. Let's see. Um, I mean, I might as well just throw Bloodborne out there, right? We can count that, even though oh, it's yeah. kind of a Souls. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, Soulsborne game, I think they call them nowadays. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think I borrowed a PlayStation to play it on. Yeah, I did too. I borrowed right? Will's for. Uh, I think I played it for like five or six hours. Yeah, and you know it sucks because my recollection of like moments in the game is is pretty bare. It's one of those games I played. I think over a really short period of time, so I don't have. I didn't build up the the uh, the memories that I would for a game that I played over a longer period of time. But uh, Bloodborne's a special game, and I still struggle to to say whether it's if it's the best of the Soulsborne games, and I yeah. still think it might be. Yeah, you're uh, not, and you're not in the minority there. There's a lot of people that for I, I was actually when I was doing the research for this episode, there's people because they were I was talking, you know, I did a specific search for best new games of this generation, and a lot of for a lot of people were like, yeah, Bloodborne is my favorite game of all time, or is the best game of all time. So that would be mm-hmm. on the list. And there was a few people that said that. It's anecdotal, but other people think not only is it the best Souls game, but it's the best game ever for some people. So, Yeah, and, and playing Sekiro uh, makes me think back even more fondly on <laughs> Bloodborne and the other sure. Souls games. But uh, we could talk more about that in uh-huh. the play. Okay, yeah, Bloodborne. Bloodborne's a good one. It's on PS Now, Corey, if you want to revisit it. I know, I, I should. I should see if I could get a, another free trial for PS Now. And... Yeah. Pick a weekend. I plans think and... they just they or they have a special promotional price. I think it's sixty dollars for a year. That's kind of worth it. I think. Let's see what else they have on there. 
yeah, I I know there's a quite a few good games on there, so that might be might be worth checking out. Journey's on there if you want to revisit Journey. I've never played Journey, so when I do the PS Now thing, that's one I'm going to play. Uh, go ahead. Did you see anything else on there, Corey? No. Okay. Uh, so for my game, I will say The Division. Yeah, good pick. Uh, I know it's uh, at this point it's there's a sequel, but it, it did start this generation, and what else could come out in 2016, maybe. Yeah, uh, but I really like the the first division, and not expecting to, uh, because I didn't much care for a game that's similar uh, to to the division. But uh, the division just controlled so well; um, it was really interesting setting, especially with the snowstorms in New York City. Um, it was awesome. I thought if I was more into that type of game, I'm sure I would have sunk a lot more hours into it. But uh, the online stuff kind of loses me after a little while, and. You know, after I played through the story and I, I had my experiences in the it was the dark zone is what is that what they called the yeah, PU area. Yeah. Um I had I had a little bit of fun in there and then that that was all for, for me for that game. But I know, you know, reading people spent hundreds of hours on that game, so I have some very fond memories of playing that game with you guys too. I remember um I think we were all together when this happened. The, like we were in the subway tunnels for the longest time and then we finally emerged out into the city and it was a snowstorm yeah oh man this game is awesome yeah it's just one of those gaming moments that will stick with you forever like when you get out of the vault in fallout 3 and the light hits you and you're in the wasteland and you get the radio signal like i'll never forget that yeah (laughs) tito says yo 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 it's your boy tito (laughs) let's have some hype (laughs) in the chat also dan i'm logged into thumbstick athletes i didn't realize that's fine it doesn't matter doesn't matter. You can be on the Thumbstick Athletes one. No biggie. I, I'd log back into mine, but I don't remember the password. I've been trying, because I'm trying to tinker with our stream, because I was updating, or the, our information on, on Twitch, because I was updating, like, the recording date's different now, the time's different. I changed mm-hmm. a few things. I added our Google Play uh, podcast link to the thing. But yeah, I, I think, I, did I have to change the password, maybe? Because I couldn't remember it. Um, so... If you ever get those notifications, it's probably me trying to get, log into things. So I'm trying to get our stuff updated. It's very a lot of it's very outdated. So, but yeah, uh, the division. Will divisions divisions a good pick, Dan. I actually also had that on my list. Mm-hmm. But um, I was thinking, what has Xbox done this generation? And I did some digging, and the best I could find was Sunset Overdrive. Yep, I also mm-hmm. saw that on a few lists. Good game, very good IP. Um, but boy, has Microsoft really dropped the ball this generation? Um, yeah. I cannot for the life of me think or find another another IP that they've had. They've canceled uh, a couple. Yeah, Ori, Ori in the Blind Forest. Well, then I that don't... runs the, the indie game. Yeah, see, I don't know if it's an indie. It's because it's isn't it a Microsoft Studios game? the The indie definition's a little bit different. A little bit weird here because. You know, a game like Child of Light is not considered indie, even though we would consider it like an indie type of game. You know, it's and it's the same thing with Unravel too, right? Yeah, like there, there's was... a there's a few in there that that kind of because I have a couple on my list that I know are like indie games, um, but they're like they're like kind of triple A ish, and I think yeah. uh, I think Hellblade is considered an indie game because it was completely done by uh ninja theory ninja I think, theory yeah i don't think they had any publisher or anything so that's technically an indie game i think okay so yeah okay so i would throw i would include ori then as well would uh in that 
So uh, really, Microsoft has had Ori and Sunset Overdrive. Beardless says Recore too. Yeah, I was going to throw in Recore. I'll throw in. I don't know if you would consider wow. Ashen an indie game. I really like Ashen. I don't know anything about Ashen. And with Recore, I would say best new IPs. I Recore did not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he Fair says enough. still sad about what that game being what it is. Because I, th- I thought that game was actually going to be pretty awesome, but yeah. it seemed like it was very meh. Half overall. baked. Yeah, half baked. Um, what about Quantum Break? I actually didn't hate Quantum Break, but <laughs> I know everybody else kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> I still keep meaning to buy that on PC and play it. Um, Although it's probably an Xbox Game Pass, right? It's yeah, pro- or very cheap at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I wanted to try to give Microsoft a little bit of credit, and I had a real hard time trying to figure out what to give them credit for. <laughs> so, um, Ori and Sunset Overdrive will be the ones I throw for Xbox out there. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Ori and the Blind Force is a game that I've been really wanting to play, and supposedly uh, following along with Cuphead. C- Cuphead is is indie, no question. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cuphead is coming to the Nintendo Switch, so people think Ori and the Blind Forest is also going to be coming to the Nintendo Switch. So, there's that. Uh, who's next? Corey? You next, right? Yeah, I'll, uh, I gotta throw Fortnite in there. Forknife. Um, I, I, yeah. I really like Fortnite. I do. I yeah. have a lot of fun playing it every time I play it. I, I'm not gonna pretend I'm one of those people that has any knowledge about Fortnite. I don't, but when I do play it, I love it. Yeah. And it's very addicting. I don't want to put it down, and I totally understand the allure. Yeah, um, it's, it's on kinda... my list, Corey. Too. I, I have it as fork knife because I'm older. So, yeah, I mean, it's a cultural phenom, is what it is. And to my to that point, Netflix has said repeatedly um, with the announcement of Disney Plus coming out, they've reiterated this. Like, there's plenty of room in the market for a Netflix and a Disney Plus. Netflix is more like Netflix is ma- considers their main competitor, Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Like wow. that's, For time. that's what's taking all their screen time yeah that's kind of crazy that a video game is thought of in that that way right yeah i i haven't played apex um people seem to love apex as well i mean it's a it's a genre that is very popular in this day yeah. and age and i think you could probably say PUBG was not the first to do it because i think there were mods that did it first right the battle royale was yeah. there like an Arma mod for Battle Royale or yeah. something like that? Uh, Daisy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, say... you're right. I'm, I'm with you on, on Fortnite, Corey. I also enjoy myself whenever I play it. It's, it's, it's one of those things that the reason why I don't play it is because it's the same thing over and over again. And, yeah, I have fun, but I, they're, like, I'm trying to get different experiences in with my game. I, I usually like to play stuff with the story because I like to have a takeaway from whatever whatever game it is, you know? Sure, yeah. So that's why I don't stick to stuff like that or playing the games like The Division repeatedly, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, next on my list, I will go with uh, Overwatch. Uh, yeah. Overwatch, it's it's huge, obviously. It's very big in the competitive scene. I thoroughly enjoy Overwatch. It's just I can't sink the amount of time into it to get good enough to where I I feel comfortable playing it all the time. I still say Mystery Heroes is a blast to play if you just want to play it casually because uh every time you die you respawn as a new hero so no one really takes the game all that seriously it's just an excuse to go in and and you know shoot up some people and 
do your best to try to complete the objective. There hasn't been any hate in that mode whenever I've played it, uh, which is also nice. Because I feel like, you know, people uh, maybe who don't or only have a handful of heroes, they play that, you know, to just kind of branch out a little bit. So, yeah, Overwatch. Yeah? Will. Octopath Traveler. Octopath Traveler. The good one, yeah, because that's not indie. No, oh, Square no, Enix. Squeenix. Yeah. Um, that game is amazing, uh, and I think we're going to see a lot of um, a lot more from the Octopath Traveler series too. I know we're getting the mobile game. Uh, the first game's coming out on PC, and then we're probably getting a sequel. So. Yep. Yeah, it comes. I have it as my one of my nibble bits, but at some time over the summer, it's coming to to, to Steam and mm. PC. And yeah, like you said, they're they're hiring now to to work on a sequel. So. I think they even tried, either did or are trying to trademark the engine that they made the game in. Oh, really? Or the art? Maybe it's the art style. I think that they're they're trademarking because it's so it's so unique. You know, that was going to be my yeah. I was that was my comment was uh, I think that that game was needed because it took. I've said it before. It took everything we loved about like retro role playing games, and created that aesthetic, but added these elements to it that made it beautiful absolutely yeah definitely i gotta get back and beat it i put 70 hours into it and i still have i think five more stories to go oh wow yeah you you technically beat it as in the credits roll if you finish the fourth part of your the first character that you pick okay so yeah, I know. I, I know. I finished Ophelia's, who was my number one. Okay. So, so if the credits rolled, I think you technically beat it. God, I'm good. I like Tressa's story. She's part of my B team. <laughs> um, but yeah, Octopath Traveler, very good game. I can't wait to see the future of that because I feel like the second game is just going to be that much better. Okay. Nice. Corey. Shadow of Mordor. Yeah. I've also got that one. And I didn't even think of that. When I, when I read, because uh, that was on one of the lists that I read too, and some people were like, it's Lord of the Rings. It's not really, but it's a new, it's a new video game, you know? It's a new yeah. video game set in Lord of the Rings, uh, kind of expanded universe, I guess. They, um, they, and they created their own, I mean, it's based on some of their lore, but they created their own to go yeah, with it, right? Their, yeah, their own character, and, you know, obviously... There was no uh, Talion in the in Lord of the Rings that that disrupted the forces of Mordor from inside, right? At least that we're aware of. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I loved Shadow of Mordor. Talk about yeah. pure, unadulterated fun set in a universe. I adore. Yeah. Um, if you haven't tried it, I highly recommend it. And what's the what's the newest one? Shadow of War. Shadow of War. Yeah. Shadow of War is, is is just bigger than Shadow of Mordor. It's a little less focused, a little more open. Um, but it the the sort of end game just drags unnecessarily cuz I I had one enemy that I just could not kill in that one. Mm-hmm. And he just kept coming back and we would fight and he would beat me three or four times in a row and I finally kill him and I'd be like, "Good. Finally rid of this guy." And he would come back. And I actually read an article fairly recently about someone who uh, had such a such nemesis that they went into the game files to try to delete this this character, oh or they gosh. restarted their game or something, and this this character still this this orc still managed to 
somehow traverse that there and find their way back into this player's game. Yeah, that ne- nemesis system, right? Nemesis, That's what they called yep, it. Yep. That was really cool and well implemented. I mean, you would kill an orc and then it would come back with scars. Um, scars or, or killed it. Yeah, scars or uh, it'll have something that as you know, if you beheaded to them, they'll have their head reattached. Yeah. Or you know, they'll they'll be burned if they if they were caught on fire. You know, it's it's just so well done and. It's- you know, we we talked about it when the game came out. We I feel like that system could work in other types of games, but it just hasn't been put in anything else. You know. Yeah, not that I know of, anyway. And I remember at the time following a bunch of gaming media and everybody saying like, "Oh, you're going to start seeing this in a ton of games," but I, not, I don't think so it's far. been in anything. Nope, not so far, anyway. Okay, uh, who am I next? I. I losing track of who's yeah yes you are next uh all right i'll go with and since we've been talking about it in the chat titanfall Um, yeah titanfall the first titanfall is actually what i played uh that's how i forced myself to learn how to play shooters on pc and it's and since then i haven't been able to go back to playing shooters on a console um just because i wanted to be be more effective um i had i bought it for pc because of the the frame rates that might have been after i traded or did I'm trying to think of did that come out on the early Xbox One PS4 or was that Xbox 360? I don't know. Now that I think about it. Titanfall? Yeah. Uh it launched on both, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So it was on the uh, Xbox. So it came out for technically this generation. No, you're right. It did come out in the older versions, older it, older yeah, systems it did. too. It kind did. of Xbox 360. It did, but it was it's still technically a new IP that came out yep. during like, okay. the early early days of So the... yeah. I, I think at that point I didn't have a new new console or I don't know it doesn't matter but either way I, I forced myself to learn how to play shooters on a PC for 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 Titanfall and um, I'm very thankful for Titanfall for that and I really enjoyed Titanfall I thought it was a fun fun shooter uh, I played it competitively probably longer than I've played a competitive shooter uh, except for maybe Halo uh, playing Halo online in the early days so yeah it's good stuff. Will, we got. I haven't personally played this game, but I know a lot of people really like it. But Detroit Become Human, mm-hmm. another another Sony story game, and it's another reason why I'm going to be getting a a pro to play it. Um, I know nothing. Really like that game, right? He didn't play it either. Um, oh, I thought he did. It's made by the people who did Heavy Rain and all that. So, um, all the people that I know who played it. <laughs> Uh, Beardless said not David Cage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Everybody who I know who played it really loved it. I guess the story about, like, robot, android type thing. So it has my interest peaked, and I do want to play it. It's pretty cheap now, too. So, Um, yeah, that's one that I really want to play. uh, Is that coming to PC via the Epic Game Store? Probably. I think Heavy Rain is coming to PC. Oh, I feel well, like you know what? Right, I feel like Detroit right. Human was was part of that, or maybe it was a different game that I'm thinking of. But yeah, Beardless says they are coming to PC, Epic Game Store. So if you haven't had a chance to play them, you can play them there. That's a yeah, that's a good good spot to play them. Okay, but, yeah, Corey. Um, I have four games on my list that I'm not sure if we would consider indie or not. Okay, well let's hear them. We'll, we'll decide live. Life is strange. I don't think that's considered indie. 
Mm. Did uh, uh, did, wait, did it have a big it... publisher? It, it was published by Square Enix, wasn't it? That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. That's not indie then. Yeah, I wouldn't count it. Let me double check because now I'm second guessing myself. So yeah, so if it's not indie, it counts. Developer, don't not entertainment. Doesn't say. Doesn't say a publisher. True. Wikipedia. Square Enix. Yeah. So not counts. indie. All right. I, I'm not going to talk about Life is Strange. We we beat that game to death. And Ooh. in fact, we've already talked about it in this yeah. episode. So no, make make a quick comment about it. <laughs> I love Life is Strange. Um, also, No Man's Sky. Yeah. Yeah. Not an indie. No, that's indie. Is it indie? Yeah. It doesn't have a big publisher, does it? Yeah, but Sony. isn't it published by Sony? On on for for uh, PS4. Does, wouldn't the same logic apply to Life is Strange then? I don't know. I would I would say no. I mean, it had a pretty big studio effort behind it. No, that's not a big studio. There's like twelve Hello. people that work for Hello Games. No, no, no. But it was like it was Sony's baby. Oh yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I want to um, play No Man's Sky. By the way. Anyway, we don't need to count it. I'm just no, I just wanted to throw counts. that out there. And it was a game I actually didn't really care for. None of us really cared for. Um, so maybe it shouldn't be out here anyway, but I figured it was worth mentioning because it does have a pretty strong cult following. And it's it's be- much better now. It is much better. Um, I still follow the subreddit, so I kind of know when like the updates are happening and stuff like that. And uh, people are really excited for the VR. Yeah. I don't know if is it out yet. It might have come out don't know i just heard that they were doing a vr thing for it yeah i mean if 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 there's ever a vr a type of vr video game i want to play no man's sky is pretty close to it yeah anytime you talk about space travel like that's yeah that's made for vr yep definitely there's um, like, else? Go ahead, there's, a, there's a big debate on whether no man's sky is in fact indie yeah i figured that would be the case the end of the article says that's up for you to decide. Oh, what a cop out. It's a gray area nowadays. I mean Yeah, I think there's 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 ones that are definitely indie games. Like Stardew Valley is definitely an indie game. I don't think you could yeah. argue that. But then like I talked about uh Hellblade, you know, it was developed by Ninja Theory and I, I think they even called it a premium indie game like so. Yeah. But it, like go. I would consider it a AAA. It's a AAA experience. So well, I think Stardew Valley is a AAA experience. <laughs> I mean, do we consider a mid-tier game? Because I would consider No Man's Sky to be a mid-tier. Not AAA, but it's not a small game. Because it did have the money backed into it by Sony. Yeah. It was full price, wasn't and it? it was yeah, it was 60 bucks. Yeah. I think even Hellblade was, was only 40 when it launched, right? Yeah, it was 40 So, So I would say it's a mid-tier game. Okay. Um, The Witness is another one of my maybes. I mean, that was Jonathan Blow. He did have uh, a team at that point. But that game was awesome. Um, But again, gray area, whether Uh we would include that as indie. And then Rocket League was the other. Yeah, Yeah, I think there was actually a Rocket League before. Rocket League is a sequel. It is a sequel. Um, Spiritual successor. (laughs) No, it's the same thing, though, isn't it? It's got a really long, stupid name for the first Does game. Does it have a two after it? No, but it's... But it's it's pretty... 
what was the first game called? It's got a long name. Battle it's, Cars. Or yeah, something. so something rocket powered. Is it super powered? Rocket Battle Super Cars, Sonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars. A terrible name. Rocket League is so much better of a name. Yeah, yeah. Tito's got Super Sonic Acrobatic Rocket Powered Battle Cars. That's what it is. I love that name. Sequel in March 2011. Psionics confirmed there was a sequel in development <laughs> called oh, Rocket all right. League. All right, fair enough. But uh, anytime it's I wor- can get it's, a mention, it's worth mentioning at least. Yeah. Uh, to- but I will go ahead. As I say, no one cared about the first one, so I would say it's pretty much uh, its own thing. Yeah. Um, I do. You guys have more to talk about? Yeah, I've got a few. Hit it. Uh, Frostpunk. Oh yeah, I love Frostpunk. Um, ah, isn't that indie? Yes, I think it's technically indie, but I would consider it to be like a a triple A strategy. You know. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I love Frostpunk. I love the whole idea of surviving in the in the frigid cold. Um, I like that it's not so far uh, from your civilization that you don't really know what's going on on a personal level. Um, but it's not super close in on a personal level either. You kind of know what your people are doing, and you got to kind of keep them keep them safe and protected and warm and all that stuff. Um, I think it's a perfect like distance for for that type of game. Um, int- an interesting concept too, uh, you know. Yeah. Risk reward, uh, sacrifices to try to save your people from the the frigid, frigid winter. Good stuff. Yeah, I uh, I really liked Frostpunk until I had played it a lot. Mm-hmm. In it, once you when you play something for long enough, you can kind of peel back the curtain a little bit. Yep. And I don't know if to me, and I can't remember exactly what my main complaint was, but I do remember, um, it, it was, it was the end game that I really didn't like. It was just like, it just became mindless. Like just got to keep my place warm. Do you, do you guys remember what I complained about at the end of the game? I, I, I can't, I, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, don't remember either. Um, but I know for me, like at least in the time that I played it and I can't remember how long it was. But it was like I was never able to feel comfortable, which I really liked. I don't know if you got to that point, Corey, but I I never got there. Like I had yeah. you know some times where it was like the the what minus seventy is what the 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 frigid times were, and oh, yeah. I just had a hard time getting through those. I never never had gotta, enough resources to get through that, and you got to keep the seeds alive. Yeah, it's crazy. Yep. So, uh, Will, um, do you have anything else? Will's Will's taken off. Um, I'm here. Okay. Um, no, I actually can couldn't think of any more uh, games to be honest. I have three more. Yeah, I've got a couple. Go ahead, Corey. Um, Destiny. Destiny. Yep, I've got that oh, too. Yeah, I didn't play it, so I don't really have anything to say about it other than I was interested in it, uh, and then it came out, and you guys talked about it, and I was less interested in it, and then the second one came out, and I was interested in it, but didn't want to spend the money at the time, and now I'm not really interested anymore. So it was uh, maybe the marketing was really, really good. It was free at one point on PC. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I I'm, downloaded it just so I got it. Yeah, yeah. same here. I have it. I pl- I played it for like an hour. Um, I did, yeah, I did not like the first Destiny, uh, but it, part of it was, um, you know, I had gotten past the point where I was comfortable playing shooters on a, on a PC. I also didn't. I thought it was kind of kind of dull for me. Uh, I played through the story, yeah. and then I just had zero interest in, in going back. I had zero interest in doing the the multiplayer. Um, 
So, but again, that's not my type of game. So there wasn't a lot of of things there for me. Yep, it's too much of a slog to get anywhere in that game. Yeah, a lot of grinding. It's something that I think the division does the best out of all of them. Yeah, or Anthem really to give Anthem a little ah! bit of credit. You ah, you don't have to dig two hundred hours in there to yeah. Beat the main, beat the main story. Get a That's couple of guns. No, well that, the, I, and I haven't played Anthem. I only know this because um, my coworker, who I think I've talked about before, the ex Call of Duty pro, uh-huh. yes, um, plays Anthem, and and he he doesn't play anymore. And his reason was that he was um, farming legendaries, and it took him, and I think well, oddly enough, his number was two hundred hours before he got the legendary drop and he's like that's just crazy to me and i don't want to waste my time doing that anymore i think that is mainly because of bioware shady loot drop stuff they've been called on yeah no i just wanted to defend your point that the division is the best at that because that's what i keep hearing yeah you're you're definitely right that the division is definitely the best at it Yeah. yeah gameplay wise too i thought i thought destiny was was the worst of those three i know there's more of that type of game but uh, you know the gameplay for me wasn't wasn't there for like it was for the division or or for anthem too anthem was a really really fun gameplay wise i thought Um, not not enough to get me to stick with it for 200 hours there's no freaking way (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i would like to revisit it and beat the story but i just i don't i don't know Whenever I boot up my X, yeah. Whenever I boot up my Xbox, it's it's now it's to play Sekiro or it'll be to go back to Red Dead, probably. Mm -hmm. So, Uh, okay. Do you have anything else, Corey? I have two more. Let's hear it. Here, a tomato, or is that that's a sequel? Sequel. Is it is it a sequel or is it a spinoff? Sequel. Okay. Yeah, because there there was a first near game, wasn't there? Automata was was a sequel. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Loose sequel. Loose sequel. Thank you, Beardless. Um, okay, well, I'll skip near then, and then this one is based on two i two currently existing IPs, but it's its own thing. Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. That was on some some list, and some people disqualified that because. Because obviously Mario is not new and, and rabbits aren't aren't new, but but together, uh, you know, yeah. I think you ha- I think you have an argument there, Corey. What a great yeah. game, and I really hope they make another one. Yeah, me too. Actually, um, way better than XCOM two. <laughs> Both of them, in my opinion. You really you liked it better than the first XCOM, even? Yeah, yeah. There was enough. There was enough f you in the first XCOM. <laughs> that okay. uh, i don't know Fair i just enough. i feel like the mario rabbit system was way i mean it was way more straightforward it was, it was more predictable it was just and it was just as challenging yeah yeah and not some of those later battles are really hard in, in mario yep. rabbits yep totally so that's it all right um i've got a couple more starlink battle for atlas which i i have played recently um i know they stopped producing the toys but i i thoroughly enjoyed that especially the Star Fox angle that they had the that the Nintendo Switch version had that the other versions didn't have. Um, it's kind of a No Man's Sky light, but it's the fun elements of No Man's Sky and and not the the bad elements. Uh, all the planets are created, um, you know, handcrafted, so they're they're more interesting than your 
your standard uh, No Man's Sky planet that you land on. Uh, but a lot of similar gameplay elements like scanning things and collecting materials and uh, space too. You take off and fly out into space. You go, you know, fly around in space, and then same thing, you know, same way of going into the into the planets. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good game, and I if you could find it cheap, it's it's worth a shot. Also on PC, Xbox One, and, and PS4. So, um, and then I have Sekiro, Sekiro recent but i think it's worth talking about anyway yeah I we'll talk definitely... about we'll talk about Sekiro during what we played but all of those souls games take place in this like a souls like universe but they're all ips so yeah and sekiro is is definitely the most different of all of them yeah they're they classify as souls games but they're their IPs, and as you said, Sekiro is a lot different comparatively. So, is that in the real world? Is a big yeah. Kinda. Well, yeah. I mean, it's feudal Japan. Uh, do I have anything else on here? Starlink. Nope. I covered everything. I'm sure there's a few others that we're missing here, but uh, that's our list of best new IPs, right? Yeah. That's okay. it exhaustive exhaustive list so now, uh, re- well, real quick i just yeah. want to ask you guys how do you think these ips stack up to the ips we got last gen i would probably say not quite as good yeah i mean the best games i i feel like are the sequels are sequels or indies yeah and reboots yeah premium premium what did you how did you describe them premium indies premium indies yeah yeah, I mean, like, the Rocket League and the Life is Strange, and, well, again, Rocket League doesn't really count, but The Witness, I mean, some of those games are very creative and fun, and, I mean, yeah. Celeste, Thumbstick Athlete's Game of the Year. Yeah, there's a lot of, of stellar indies that, that, that you know, like you said, well, you could bring up in, in this type of conversation Yeah, you know, for games yeah. that came out this generation, but... Corey's personal 20... 18 game of the year pyre 17 whatever year it was 2017 no, it, was, it was the it was, <laughs> yeah, let's, i'm rewriting history <laughs> all right shall we move on to nibble bits yeah will what do you got for nibble bits oh boy dan i got a lot of nibble bits um so nintendo unveiled the new smash character joker his gameplay finally uh, and what else is going to be up in the update that's coming out, which is actually coming out in approximately two minutes. Oh, um, nice. Stage, bu- <laughs> stage Builder is being added to the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is pretty awesome. A lot of people were clamoring for Stage Builder, so that's going to be back. Joker is going to be added. Um, a new stage, new song, so on and so forth. Uh, I was kind of hoping at the end of this they said, Persona 5 coming to Switch. Oh, I hope so. God, but, I hope so. It's going to happen, I just don't know when. Um, but yeah, so that was uh, some big Smash news. I'm actually patiently staring at my TV right now for it to hit 10 o'clock so I can download the Smash update uh, <laughs> so I can get Joker. Next, one minute. Yeah, one minute. Uh, next, get through my nibble bits quick. <laughs> uh, one that I'm really excited to talk about is the Assassin's Creed Odyssey DLC that's coming out called Fate of Atlantis. Um, I don't know if any of you watched this trailer. I forgot, I meant to. You guys really should check it out. It looks so cool. Um, 
It takes place with, from what I can gather, it has the Assassin's Creed Odyssey protagonists, whoever you play it as, but you're playing in Atlantis, uh, back way back when it existed, and it looks really good. If people who have played Assassin's Creed Origins, the Curse of the Pharaohs DLC, this looks similar in line to that, where it's a lot of uh, mythological stuff going on as opposed to real world things going on at the time um beardless says fate of atlantis looks bonkers it it really honestly does i'm so excited to actually play it i gotta get all the dlcs for this game um basically you're uh following a quest line between the two worlds the mythological main game uh for the for the story and then the actual uh other side of greece and then you're going to be doing things it looks like it's an open world you're going to be traveling atlantis and stuff like that um killing mythological beasts like you kill or fight cerberus it looks like in the trailer looks, looks wild. awesome yeah yeah <laughs> i think this just sold me on buying buying odyssey for xbox i want to play this in 4k so bad <laughs> you know what i part of the reason why i want to get a pro too is to play odyssey in 4k because yeah. i think it's gonna look so good Wow. Um, right? Yeah, looks awesome. It reminded me a little bit of, like, a Lord of the Rings trailer, but, like, with weird, like, I don't know, old-timey race people. Like, I don't know, they're, like, like like stone people. I don't know, it's really bizarre, like, watching it. But definitely check that out. It looks so cool. Uh, did I tell you my Atlantis theory? No. My, I might not be unique in thinking this, but I think that Atlantis is real. And that too. is where our progenitors are hiding out until it's time to come out again and build some more pyramids for us. But they'll come out and be like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is all this? <laughs> what is this stuff? Did you know that Plato actually has like talked about Atlantis being a real thing? Like in his journals? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was in Atlantis yesterday. Just casually. So it's, it's out there. We just don't know where or what. Yeah, what it is or what it was. We'll have, so. to, we'll have to get Tom DeLonge on the horn to... Oh, yeah. Contact the aliens. Because <laughs> yeah. they've chronicled all of our history. Right. So my friends aren't huge Blink-182 fans, but they listen, they're listen. they huge Joe Rogan fans. And I listen to the Tom DeLonge Joe Rogan podcast. Really good podcast, by the way. Well, they were like, what is wrong with Tom DeLonge? <laughs> yeah. He's like, like... illness. They're like Joe Rogan was even just like blown away by what he Tom DeLonge was saying during it. Yeah, he thinks I don't know how familiar you are with it, Dan, but he thinks that he is in a unique position to communicate. He thinks that the government is working with him to communicate that we have been interacting with aliens, and that because Tom DeLonge is a cultural icon, he knows how to slowly present that information to the masses. Uh, okay. And he has this corporation like it's called to the stars or something like that yeah. that's supposed to be doing all this stuff hmm. okay I don't know. yeah well, i guess if, maybe, I, maybe I, we're the suckers and, maybe you know, maybe <laughs> maybe tom DeLong has it right all along yeah i don't know how i'd feel if that was the case they would, what they do have a song aliens exist right yep. yeah he's always been a loon <laughs> um Keeping with the Assassin's Creed news, um, just Notre Dame burned down yesterday or two days ago. I don't know, whenever it was. But uh, Ubisoft is giving out Assassin's Creed Unity for free in honor. On PC. I guess. Uh, on PC. 
that's a cool thing. Uh, I guess Assassin's Creed Unity is, from what I'm reading, is pretty underrated as a game now that they fixed the technical issues to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to be giving it a go here pretty soon. A lot of people say it's uh, actually not a bad game. Um, yeah. Just got ruined by all the issues that it had. Yeah, I'll be downloading it, no doubt. Yeah, it's one of those things, why not? You're getting it for free, might as well take them up on that. Yep. So I guess the recreation of the Notre Dame uh, is like the most accurate left that we have left in the world, which is kind of funny because yeah. it's in a video game. Yeah, I actually read that, that they're using video games for to help recreate I just saw the, the, that the, an art the, historian laser, I forget what they call it, but laser scanned the inside of it, and that's what they're using to mm. to recreate, like four years ago. But maybe that was part of... That was used in the video, video game. game. Yeah. Could be. I do know that, they, I think I, the article that I read was somebody took a year and a half like making just that in the game. Wow. Because I guess Ubisoft, how they make their games is like one studio does this part of the game and then the other studio does that part of the game. That's why they're able to pump out games. Because they are uh, they do it as a team. Right. So that's pretty cool. Get Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, I'll be playing it at some point this year. Uh, but my last one is there was PlayStation 5 news, which I did not expect to hear so early because it hasn't really been officially announced that they're doing it, but... They are, in fact, making a PlayStation 5. A um, couple things. They are. There's a solid state drive confirmed by Mark Cerny. Somebody said wouldn't believe it if it wasn't Mark Cerny that said that because it's kind of a, a buzz thing to throw in for the new consoles. Solid state drive. Ooh. Makes a um, huge guess, difference. Well, I guess they had uh, the new Spider-Man game running on the PS5 dev kit, and they showed loading times between the two. And it took 18 seconds, I believe, for spider-man to fast travel in that game and then the ps5 dev kit took less than a second for him to spawn to that same location well anyone who switched over from a normal hard drive to a solid state drive knows that booting up windows on a normal hard drive is miserable as compared to a solid state drive so Mm -hmm. just go back and try to boot windows from an old uh spinning hard drive and it's awful but anyway yeah yeah so that's going to be a big thing uh 8k support is supposedly a thing it might probably won't be used that much but it will be supported uh death stranding is coming probably 8k media playback i would think not gaming not i would think because considering 4k gaming still isn't as big as it probably should be there's no way they could do the 8k yeah i mean i know the ps4 pro doesn't do native 4k it does uh checkerboard 4k it's slightly under 4K resolution. Okay. Isn't it the 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 4K console to get the Xbox One X? Yeah, that that has native true 4K. Like I said, the the uh, PS4 Pro is slightly under 4K, and they like I said, I watched a really long Red Dead Redemption 2 video uh, mm-hmm. from from Digital Foundry, and they do this checkerboard thing that you can see if you zoom in really quick, really quick. It's dynamic resolution. And you okay. don't you don't notice it when you're when you're playing, but it makes a huge difference. Uh, like you know, comparatively between the two two versions. Today, when I was trading in my stuff, I actually really heavily considered trading in my Xbox and saying just nixing the PlayStation Pro and getting a, a one, one X. X. But if I didn't not play any of those Sony games, I probably would have done that. Yeah, um, that stranding 
possibly coming to PS5 as well, which kind of confirmed what I threw out a couple weeks ago. I wondered if some of these games are going to be pushed for a dual launch at PlayStation 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that might be a thing. Uh, backwards compatible with the PS4. That's massive. Yep. Uh, I'm shocked they didn't do that last gen or the generation we're in right now. So that's good that that's going to be coming back. Um, well, but wait, Will. People don't want backwards compatibility. That's what they tried to tell us. They're all dumb people who think that. Yep. Um, and let's see what I heard. You guys just called them dumb. <laughs> I would say most people play go back and play old games. That's oh yeah, thing. I forgot Eric and I or Eric and we have argued about all of that before. <laughs> um, but yeah, that seems to be all of the big news that came out of the PS5. Um, coming I guess November 2020 was I guess the rumored that came out of that as well, so um, we'll be hearing about it fairly soon. So, that's big news. Yes, it is. But that's, that's it for me, though. Okay. I got a couple quick ones. The first one is that NHL 19 is now free for EA Access subscribers on Xbox One. Woo. Hockey's stupid. Now that, now that, yeah, now that stupid hockey is in the playoffs. Um, so there's that one. I also had the Assassin's Creed Unity one. Switch RPG Octopath Traveler is coming to PC in the summer. I don't think there's a date yet, but... June 7th. Oh, is it June 7th? Oh yeah, it's June seventh. It's going to follow a mobile-only prequel too, which is interesting. Uh, It's going to be called Octopath Traveler: Champions of the Continent. It's coming out for Android and iOS. Oh, came out for Android and iOS last month. Really? Wait, I didn't know about that. I'll have to look that up. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, Steam. It's going to be on Steam. It's going to be a straight port to PC with no changes. So. If you, didn't get, if you don't have a Switch, uh, buy one, but if you don't want to buy one, you can play Octopath Traveler at least on Steam. So, And right now, actually, I'm looking up to see if Octopath Traveler is indeed on... Um, what's its face? Octopath Traveler. I'm getting no results. It probably came out maybe, in like some may, random country. Maybe it was just in Japan, and it's, maybe it's coming out uh, west. This is America. We should be getting it. Um... Beardless asked about the Knights of the Old Republic news. Um, yes, I did hear about that. It's Lucas Lucas Films is doing something for for Knights of the Old Republic. Um, I don't know if I ever ended up reading what specifically they were doing, but they are doing something for Knights of the Old Republic. Really, very interested to see that. I, I really feel like uh, EA's dropped the ball on their uh, EA stuff. Although the new game, I don't know. Did you guys watch the trailer for uh, what, what was it called? Fallen Fallen Order. Order. Fallen Order. Jedi yeah. Fallen Order. I don't know. What would you guys think about that? I think it looks great. Yeah, and you didn't see much gameplay, but I'm at least interested in, in what's going going on there. Described I... as an easy to pick up action melee game with lots of death. Depth. Okay. I heard the combat is going to be slightly Dark Soulsy. May might not be hard, but it's going to be that kind of slow kind of game, maybe. Nice. That's just what I saw people talking about. Sure. I don't know that for sure. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so I uh, I think it's everything for Nobits. Uh Corey, how was your week? My week was good. I did something a little um, out of character for me i um i've been interested in bonsai mm-hmm. 
the Japanese art of tiny trees. And that's not really how it's described. That's just how I'm going to describe it because I think that makes the most sense to people. Um, I've been interested in it in a, for a while, and I had mentioned that to my girlfriend's family. And for my birthday, which was April 1st, um, my girlfriend's mom got me a little juniper bonsai. And uh, her, her mother, Sophie's grandmother, had been going to bonsai club for a while, and she's talked to me about it. And I was interested, but uh, it's on Saturdays. It's the second Saturday of every month. So I was a little bit hesitant because I don't like to use my days off to do things other than stay home and do nothing mm-hmm. um, if I can avoid it. So finally had a free Saturday, and I was like, what the hell? I'll go and check out Bonsai Club and see what it's all about. So I brought my little juniper tree, and it was kind of cool because they had an expert in He's, like, nationally renowned. Um, and it was my first time coming in, and I walked into the club, and it had already started what the guy was doing was going through everybody's bonsais and giving them tips on how to take care of them. Um, really knowledgeable guy. Uh, I never realized the amount of art that goes into it. It's not just like snip it to make it look a certain way. They like wrap wires around the branches and manipulate them so that it grows in a certain way. Yeah. So it looks like it's a really old gnarled tree. But that's right. just mini, right? Exactly. Yep. Um, some people had some really cool bones eyes and I just had this junky one that was in a plastic container, but he was talking about like the type of material, material, material you want to use for the urn, uh, what kind of placements need to go in it, what kind of angle you should tip it at. Um, there's just so much that goes into it that I never really expected. Um, and my bonsai was the last one he got to. And uh, I could tell right away when he looked at it, he's like, who's this joker? And of <laughs> course, nobody in the club knew who I was because it was my first time, like just kind of showing up. Uh-huh. And he's like, who's is this? And I'm like, it's mine. And like everybody turns around to look at me. And I'm like, hi, uh, I'm Corey. I feel like a little bit of an imposter here, but uh, that's my bonsai that was just gifted to me. I have no idea what I'm doing. And all he really said was, well, now's a good time to snip it and get it in an urn that you like. Um, So I was like, all right. And then Sophie's grandma, after that part was done, he was going to do a demo. But there was a 30-minute lunch break before that would happen. Sophie's grandma was like, I'm not going to stay for the demo. You want to come back and have a chicken salad sandwich, which sounded great. I love chicken salad sandwiches. Uh But I was like, no, you know, I want to put the FaceTime in. I'm new at the club. I I felt like an imposter. I want to show that I'm actually interested. So I stayed for the demo and it lasted three hours of everybody sitting and watching this guy trim his bonsai and wire it. Wow. I'm going to be honest. That sounded horrible when you told us. It was so bad. And my phone still wasn't working at the time. I had no network, so I couldn't do anything on my phone. And I couldn't leave because my bonsai was on the front table. So if I wanted to leave, I would have had to leave my bonsai. Or get up and get it and then walk out. Or get up and get it and walk out. That's proving you're an imposter. Yeah. I mean, and I'm really patient when it comes to those things. Like, I am, I can, I can be fast. I can pretend to be fascinated in something for long enough to actually convince myself I'm fascinated in it. But this was next level. We're in a church in old metal chairs like I didn't know anybody so like I couldn't have side conversations while he was up there tripping uh, trimming um yeah it wasn't pleasant oh man 
I don't know. And it like totally soured my whole interest in Bonesai, which maybe is a sign that I wasn't really all that interested to begin with. But I do have my plant here, my little juniper that I'll continue to take care of and see what happens with. But um, it's really, I don't know. It was like really interesting and then extremely boring. It was mm. the two extremes. Huh. And I'm just trying to reconcile the two. Man. So recently, real quick about the Bonesai, Corey. Mm-hmm. My phone, for whatever reason, is glitched, and it keeps two messages on my phone, like, on my screen when I, like, open it up to, like, look at my notifications. And it was when Dan and Eric, at the both, at the same time, both said, like, a bonsai tree. Mm-hmm. That's just glitched on my phone. Uh-huh. The two, those, that, so, like, I click it, and it comes down, and it's just those two messages. So I'm always reminded... That's of the bonsai tree, and I don't know why. Interesting. Beardless says in the chat there was a story about a couple's 400-year-old bonsai tree being stolen a while back. It's really wild. Uh, the guy was saying that he has had bonsai stolen. Really? And, uh, yeah, he said it was one that he had had for 20-some years or something like that. Um, I mean, if you're good at it, if you're good at it and you have like a tree that that's old you can sell it for fifty thousand bucks really well think about all the time that went yeah. into it air and everything uh, obviously there's an, it has to have artistic appeal too it can't just be an old tree um but he said it was like losing a child that's how upset he was over it uh-huh. and uh the, when he was he brought one in that he had had for over 40 years to, to show us not the one he worked on but just to show us and somebody asked you know how much how much would you want for something like that? And he's like, I don't even want to talk about it. It's like it's like talking about selling one of your children. Huh. And then the guy was like, I'll give you seventy thousand bucks and he walks over and he's like, Sold. <laughs> <laughs> Shook hands with him. It was really funny. But anyway. Nice. That's my week. Okay. Will, what do you got? Uh yeah, so a tree fell on the house. Oh, oh that's right. That's right. King of trees. Yeah, so I'm not too fond of trees right now. Um, yeah, we got a tornado watch. Uh, what day was it? Uh, Sunday? I think it was Sunday. I don't remember. I, my kids are off of school this week, and I have no idea what day it is. No I believe idea. it was. I believe it was Sunday. Um, I was actually at a friend's, and the one time I took mom's weather advice seriously was that night. She said we got we had a tornado watch and to either stay where I was or come home at like 11. And I was like, I'll just go home. I don't want to be trapped anywhere right now. So I went home and boy, was it a good thing that I came home because I have never experienced more crazy winds than I did that night. It was about 1.30. I'm playing Mass Effect Andromeda, my Xbox freezes, and I'm like, all right, uh, you go to the bathroom. So I'm sitting on the toilet and it sounds like the house is about to come come apart you know when they say that like when you hear a tornado or whatever it sounds like a um a train's coming by the house yeah coming through in? the house yeah coming through the house i heard that and the window started shaking violently i'm looking around like oh my god what's going on and um the cats are like running everywhere hiding um i come out of the bathroom the power had went out came back on like mom's looking out the window like i'm trying to grab the cats but it had stopped because it was so fast 
Um, we waited for the lightning to calm down. We didn't know what was happening, uh, if it was going to continue being that windy. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go outside and look and see what's going on. So I opened the door on the front porch, looked out to the road, just some a lot of rain and lightning. And I was like, huh. And I turned this way towards where the trees were for whatever uh-huh. reason. And I just look and see one of the trees right against our house. And I was like, huh. So I popped my <laughs> That wasn't the... there before. Yeah. I just see all the branches and I was like, mom, you should look at this. So she looks and goes, oh my God. Sure enough, it went right on my room. Um, so I, we ran upstairs, looked. Somehow it just landed on the roof and just rested there. Didn't break through any any windows didn't break through any of the like infrastructure of the house it literally just toppled over and just just took a nap on the house uh-huh. um so that was crazy because we didn't really know what to do we didn't know if we should call somebody because it was two o'clock in the morning you know yeah we staying... don't we don't get s- storms that bad all that often and especially not that late at night like it's no. usually in the afternoon when when we get bad storms like that yeah so like we didn't know the fire department looked at it um i asked him i was like so do you think we should stay in the house like is it fine he's like i don't want to make that call he's like cool great so uh we toughed it out and then early in the morning we got people to take it off the house and cut it down they actually did it in a day which was pretty impressive because they thought it might take two Mm -hmm. that's how bad it was was big tree too very big tree it was actually the healthy of the two trees that was there so we have a we have another tree that we're gonna have an issue with here pretty soon probably so yeah it 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 uprooted too you should mention that because it didn't you know snap at the at the base it uprooted the whole tree (laughs) legitimately got pulled out of the ground yep and how how old is that tree pretty old i don't know for sure mom might know 80 all that maybe older I can ask her if you'd want. Big one. I mean, I don't care that much. Just for perspective on size, it's a big, big, big tree. Yeah, no, it was massive. I couldn't believe it didn't do any damage. Uh, and like when it stopped lightning a lot, because we're running out of really bad luck over the last like five years. I didn't want to go outside and get struck by lightning, so I waited a bit. Like I went out to the pool at like four in the morning, and like the fencing around the pool got ripped off and. How I knew it was a tornado was because of how the debris was. Like, it wasn't like straight winds where things all went one direction. Yeah. There was stuff scattered. Stuff scattered everywhere. There was a tree leaning on our house. The pool fencing was just gone completely. No idea where that went. Um, Oh, you you haven't found it? Nope. No clue where it went. Oh, jeez. I didn't know that. Could could be anywhere, but as of right now, it's gone. Um, the, uh, the stuff from other trees was blown in our backyard too. So like, it wasn't just like, oh, it all went in one direction. It was all over the place. So that makes me think wind was coming from multiple directions. That's probably being a tornado. Um, and lucky, lucky us, it went through our yard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, yeah that, it was really bad because I, I i should say uh you know we got the same storm where we are not far from from you know will and not nearly as bad we had a little bit of wind the the thunder and lightning was was kind of bad um but you know rain but it wasn't nothing like what you guys had not even close yeah, i couldn't believe how bad i had like i said never seen anything like that before so yeah. um it was it was pretty scary 
Because um, especially when that, like when the trees land on your house, you're like, huh, I don't know if we should be in here anymore. But like we can't leave because it was storming. Yeah. So you were kind of trapped. And like when I, I what time I would have come home was right when that storm would have happened. So I'm really glad I came home early because that car would have been tossed around. Yeah. That I was in. So. Yeah, that was that was a fun day. I had to go outside and pick up uh, roof pieces from the neighbor's yard for like two hours. <laughs> did you so, sleep with one eye open? I did. Yeah. I woke up. I went to bed at like four thirty that day. Woke up at eight, and then I went back to sleep. But that was a that was a long night. Not not a fun one either. Yeah. But other than that, uh, sold some stuff to GameStop. Going to be getting a PlayStation Four Pro here soon. Hopefully, getting a new computer a little bit after that. Nice. Yeah, upgrading. Yeah. Got my beautiful 4K TV. <laughs> Massive 4K. Way TV. too, way too big. <laughs> uh, I've been playing Mass Effect Andromeda, so that's kind of what I've been doing. I'm off. On, I'm off uh, of school this week, so. Nice. Okay. Um. I... I don't think I have anything to talk about, really. So, we'll just get right into what we played, shall we? Yeah! Corey, you want to get started since you've... Yeah, I, I haven't played much weeks. other than um, Sakiro. Mm-hmm. I have beaten... Uh, I mean, is, are, can we talk some spoilers yeah, at this point? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I've beaten Genichiro, mm-hmm. um, finally. I, the way I played it was I got to Genichiro, I saw, like, if I were to beat him, it was going to take me a substantial amount of time. So instead, I just kind of skipped over him, left him there, and just continued to play the game, which you can do for quite a while. Yeah. Um, but now that I've beaten Genichiro, and I've sort of, like... I know I haven't explored everything, but I've explored most of the game. I don't really care anymore. Like, I feel like I've seen just about everything. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not I'm not crazy about Sekiro. Okay. I really like it, but... I mean, if it was the only Souls game, I'd be like, this is great. But I'm constantly comparing it to Dark Souls and, and Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it. I don't think it's as good as those those games. Really? I really don't. Uh, for me, it, it comes down to setting. I think the gameplay is is just as good, um, and it's refreshing because it's a little bit different. But for the the setting is just it's too similar from area to area. Uh-huh. Um, one thing I really liked about Dark Souls was that every around every corner there was something new and unique and a new architecture style or you know, some weird grotesque thing, just like something refreshing. Every area had its own aesthetic. Uh, whereas Sekiro, I don't, I don't feel like really, really does that maybe to a smaller extent, but, um, yeah, I, I'm just not wowed as much in Sekiro as I was in those other games. And that's, okay. that's an important thing for me in games. Whereas I know a lot of people, the gameplay is more important and I could see them liking Sekiro's gameplay more. So yeah, I get it. But for me, it's good, not great. Yeah, I'm definitely more in the in the game gameplay boat for it. That that's what I like about it. You're right. There is not a huge difference in it from area to area. Um, not like there would be in in Dark Souls, uh, yeah. in Dark Souls games specifically. Um, but I wonder if that's uh, if that's partly because it's kind of historical. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Um, what's the word? I... I, Hayden? Yeah, I understand. Like, I don't want them to go too crazy. Yeah. Um, because it is set in, 
in feudal Japan, but I don't know. Just some more, like, give me a snow level, you know? I don't know. Um, Beardless says, what boss are you on? I can't remember who I beat last. Um, oh, you know who I'm at? It's the one after, you know the woman, you I forget where, you go through the Mibu village? Yeah. And then there's that, what's her name? Ori. Orin. Ori. Orin of the water. Yep, I beat her pretty easily. I think on my like second try. Yeah, and she then wasn't too bad. the one after the the monk, the monk. I don't think. Yeah, I did not beat the monk yet. Okay. You know I, I, what? What I've tried to do is I'll go in, I'll face a boss a few times, I'll get my butt kicked, I'll go, I'll I'll go out and and you know whatever, level up a little bit. I'll I'll look up the cheese method for beating these bosses i'll try the cheese method for a little bit and do worse than i did when i just learned the Mm. game's mechanics uh and the the corrupted monk that's what he is the corrupted monk was was that for me uh in a nutshell because i tried the cheese method like five or six times i was like you know what i'm just gonna just beat this guy legitimately by learning his moves and i think i beat him like the third time by you know timing my parries right and 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 hitting him when i could so the cheese method uh say it was the same with uh orin of the water like i tried tried her she kicked my butt a few times um uh and then once once i tried the cheese method didn't work and then once i sat down and and i was like okay i'm gonna learn her move set uh then it was like you Corey, the second or third time i faced her i i kicked her butt but i still t- you know i i tend to fall back on the on the soul's habits I get to dodging too much and don't don't remember my pairing and, and blocking. So, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm in the owl boss. Did you do? You didn't do that. The ape, the giant ape. Did you, Corey? I never saw the ape. Or wait, did I beat the ape? Can't I'm actually looking through the bosses right now because I can't remember know. the name. He's a giant ape. Flings poop. Oh Flings yeah, poop. yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the, there's like pillars or trees, trees, trees that you can fly around. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I beat him. Okay, I can't remember. There's been I've seen so many bosses, and some of them I've just skipped over and not yeah, bosses I've, and mini bosses. Yeah, I've I skipped over a few mid. But I actually thought he was a mid boss, but he he's not. He's a he's a full on boss. Yeah, um, armored armored warrior. Did you do the armored warrior? Yes. That was my favorite fight. That was really cool. That was really cool, and I think that's kind of telling. Because yeah, I hear I am saying I like Dark Souls more. It's a it's a character kind of out of Dark Souls, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a more European style uh, medieval character. <laughs> yeah, but like, I would never have figured out how to beat him without looking it up. Really? Yeah, I, I had to look it up. I I was like, what what is what is going on here? Why can't I do this? I'm not gonna spoil it for those that haven't gotten there, but. And I was looking up, I was like, duh. Like, I should have been able to figure that out on my own. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, once once I saw that, like, you can knock the panels down, I'm like, all right, I got to get them off the edge here. Yeah, so. Uh, but, yeah, I'm still liking it. It's been it's been a little while since I've played it. I just haven't had the opportunity. Um, but I, I look forward to getting back into it. Uh, so do you want to talk about vamp- vampire, vampire, Corey? Again, I don't really have much to say about it. The setup is that you're a guy who I don't really know anything about. Um, he gets attacked and becomes a vampire in the first 
victim of his is his sister. And that happens in the first five minutes of the game, so I'm not spoiling anything. Uh-huh. Uh, Such spoilers. Yeah. So far, pretty cool style. I got chased by some old London cops, which was fun. And then nice. I macheted them to death. Huh. Um, but that's all I've seen so far. Okay. All right. Uh, Will, what have you been playing? Uh, real quick, I forgot to talk about this in my week, but Corey, I watched the new Dragon Ball movie, finally. Oh, really? The Broly one. Yeah. Really good. Oh, man. I gotta get back in. If you want, if you want my Prime, you can use it and to watch it. Maybe, because I, we still, I still want to do the Super, Dragon Ball Super podcast. Get on it. But, you'll like it. It kind of retcons a little bit of the Saiyan backstory to make it more fleshed out, and it's really well done. Fighting's really good, the animating's really good. Uh, my only complaint is they do this weird, like, chanting soundtrack in the background that's kind of bad at times. Mm. Um, but I was tired enough that I didn't pay attention to it So when I was watching it, so I got to drown it out. Okay. As for what I've been playing, I've been playing a lot of Mass Effect Andromeda. I probably have 20 hours into the game so far. Um, and all I've really done was get Havaro... Vold and Eos to 100% viability. Um, and then I'm working on getting the Mo- the Moshe, Moshai from the Angara race for whatever reason. I can't remember. I can't. I, there's so much going on with this, the different stories that yeah. like I kind of get mixed up what's the main story. Um, so that's what I'm working towards right now. My only complaint for the game is they put too many quests on hold. Why do they give you these quests way too early for you to have to wait until you can complete them later, you know? It's like with the Salarian, or not the Salarian, the Asari and Turian arc, I have to wait to be able to do more with that. I have to wait to do more loyalty missions, like, because they give me the option on hold. There's a AI quest that I want to do, but I have to wait until I get an email, like, at a random point in the game. I think that kind of ruins some of the the side quests in it yeah Mm. um do not i'm not a fan of that at all but other than that i think the game again i don't think it's a great mass effect game but i think it's a good science fiction game so i'm a fan of it i like the squad mates a lot more than i thought i would too um like i think jaw i want to take jaw on every mission Uh because i feel like he's important for every mission fresh my memory he's the angarian angarian Angara, the new race character. Still can't picture him. Hmm. It looks like he's wearing a monocle, right? Yeah. It looks like he has, he's wearing a scouter from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Him. Um, I even I said that I didn't really like Korra or Liam that much last episode that I was on. Or I think it was last week when I started playing it. Uh, I, I like the two of them now. Um. Korra's growing on me a lot. I, Lamb's growing on me a lot, too. I don't think he's as bad as, like, a Jacob Taylor. Um, <laughs> which I think he's the, the king of generic human character. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think the game's fine. Yeah. Big Purple Man is what <laughs> Jaw is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I really like it. Um, good game so far. I wonder... There's two more, I think two or three more planets that I need to work on viability for. I haven't been to them yet, though, so. Um, and I'm just going to be working on the main story, so. That's about so, it, though. So bad, Will, uh, 
Do you feel like the game was worthy of ending the franchise? No. Oh my god, no. <laughs> That's really too fast. I am actually shocked that people were as hard on the game as they were. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, the there's some technical issues, like audio cuts out, there's, like, some stuttering, there's, like, some some janky facial animations, but not I've not been, like, taken out of the game at all. Right. Maybe I don't know. I think my standards were... are lower. Yeah, I mean, my standards are pretty low, because I just like Mass Effect. I, the setting is good enough for me. Um, but I think people were still bitter for Mass Effect 3, so they were kind of looking for things to... Yeah, definitely poke holes in but i i said uh killed the franchise but i am confident it will come back someday um yeah hiatus. Well, it sounds like bad bioware is just killing all of their games on their own hmm. from what the way the articles that have come out from jason schreier it sounds like they're they're tanking themselves so i don't know i i think mass effect was fine like i i don't think andromeda was worthy of the hate i get why people didn't enjoy it but like just like audio cutting out during a gunfight doesn't bother me that much. Like comes back quickly. I don't know. That yeah. that technical stuff doesn't bother me as much as it probably bothers some other people. Yeah, True. I don't know. You, I mean, you put a you call a game an RPG in space, and I'm kind of I'm kind of on board no matter what. So and, yeah, that, I'm a little biased, but that might be us too being biased, definitely. But I I don't think the game was deserving to just be ripped apart and like people choosing Addison as. Oh my! I'm a little tired, so sorry if my face is a little. I'm just like the constant gifts of that. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, right. it is funny, but I'm yeah, with you. it's like it's beating a dead horse. It's the hive mind of Reddit. Yeah, but, that's what it is. That's all it is. Um, and again, it's not as good as the first three Mass Effects. No way. No. But that's okay. Those are hard to live up to. Very hard to live up to. Okay. Anything else, Will? No, that's it. Okay. Uh, the only thing I've been playing that I played aside from Sekiro was I started playing Mario Odyssey again. And a, not even really? a new game, yeah. Um, I'm working nice. on 100%ing the game, getting all the, the the power moons and the purple coins. So I kind of, And this part partially came on because of my bout of kind of insomnia that I've had this week. Uh, and like I said, one of my twins not really sleeping that much. Uh, it's just a nice, relaxing game to to go back and play. Uh, the music is very obviously calming, and I know the move set all real well. So it's just going around and and finding those power moons and finding those purple coins. Uh, it's not stressful like Sekiro is. Uh, it's kind of a it's a very nice antidote to to what Sekiro is as a game. Um, so that's what I've been playing. I've 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 toyed with the the idea of revisiting uh, Breath of the Wild. I will at some point mm-hmm. i'm just but for now like i want to play mario odyssey as i said i'm I'm slowly working through getting all the, the power moons i'd like to 100 percent it i just finished or i have one more to get in metro kingdom i started in the the one after that which is the seaside kingdom uh the metro kingdom the only heart i haven't gotten yet or power moon i haven't gotten yet was the the jump rope jump rope 100 times oh yeah so that one's gonna be miserable to ultimately get, but I'm I'm gonna get it at some point. So, but yeah, that game's it's so good. So. Yeah, top top five Mario. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, all right, Corey, you don't have anything else that you played, right? 
got you covered. All right, let's get into feedback. Let's see what we have for feedback. A uh, couple. We got one from Tate and one from Jake. So, oh, this is a good one. I'm glad you're on for this, Corey. Uh, so Tate says, sup, dudes. So this last weekend I took more of TSA's advice and I paid up $10 for To the Moon. Man, for that experience, I would have been fine paying twenty. The other ten, I would have been for tissues, though, which I do not have. <laughs> so I play through it. And my wife is sitting there on the couch, and all of a sudden, tears just magically appeared on my face. <laughs> and she noticed. Let me uh, just say that having to explain to her why I was crying was quite embarrassing. But then, as I told her the story all the way through and got to the end, she started crying too. So, needless to say, <laughs> to the moon is one amazing story. The music, oh man, the music was damn incredible. It played its part perfectly throughout the whole story, made you feel what you needed to feel. That's a game everyone should experience at some point. So, thank you, TS athletes. Thank you for great taste in games. The end. Yeah. Iterate out. Yeah, I'm getting a little teared up thinking about it. To be honest with you, I and I, I still say to this day, I wept at the end of that game. I wept like a baby. Yep. Like sobbed, literally sobbed. Yep. So, um, it's one of those games that changes you a little bit. Yeah. Even if it's just briefly, uh, makes you hug your loved ones a little bit tighter. Yeah. That's rare. It's a Very rare, rare achievement. Yeah. And none of us have played the second one, right? <laughs> No, Somehow, I don't think so. No, none of us have. Maybe I, that's what I need I, to play. I think there's a little bit of fear there. Yeah. Uh, you know, being afraid to, to experience emotions again, you know? <laughs> Try to hide from emotions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I did play the the intermediary game. What was that called? The paper? Uh, bird, story. bird Story. Bird Story, yeah. Yeah, that was good, too. We're, but... so no one's played Finding Paradise. No. Glad you liked I it, though, Kate. It. I think I own it. I just haven't played it. Yeah, I own it too. You guys got to play it and report back. Yeah, should. Maybe this weekend I've got a little time uh, other than Easter. Let's see the how long to beat is for it. Six hours. That's doable. Is it? I just made that up. Um, Five. That's doable in one sitting. That is... is... Which is the way to play those. With an intermission. Yeah, bathroom break. Bathroom and maybe a meal. Yeah. Uh, so that was from Tate. Thank you, Tate. Glad you liked it. Uh, yeah, that's still you know, fond fond memories of that one. Just because it, it really, really gets you in the feels, you know? Yeah. Uh, so next is from Idaho Jake who says, Hey guys, I think the best but not new IP is how old games are taking on new ways of playing. Like, Zelda is now a total open-world game with new mechanics like weapon breaks and stuff. Also, God of War uh, changed and is now one of the best games. Uh, but my but but my new one would be Hellblade because of how they took, uh, mental health, took on mental health in such a unique way. Mm-hmm. Console-wise, Xbox Game Pass and the Switch. No need to explain why. Uh, also, I let Val pick my game for the last, last week's win. Uh, game of Thrones is starting out pretty good. Thanks, guys, and have a great night. I think we're going to, to his first point about um, new spins on old classics. That's a good idea gonna, for an episode. I think we're going to see a lot more of that, too, uh, moving forward. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the games that have the following, or the the IPs, I should say, that have the following are going to be, I mean, they still sell. They just have the name and they sell. So why not add a new spin on i mean mario rabbit's kingdom battle there's a yeah. great example uh, um, resident evil 7 was like a completely different type of game than any of the other resident evil games 
Yeah. Oh, but guys, Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey aren't real Assassin's Creed games. I was games. just gonna say, I was gonna say Assassin's Creed Odyssey too. That's you know, it's it's it looks the same, but it, it plays completely different than any of the old Assassin's Creed games. No, 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 no. They they should change the name. They're not real. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, what was oh Hellblade? Yeah. I still say I know Corey didn't care for it, but that was good stuff. Uh, games, as far as games that tackle mental illness well, I really like Spec Ops: The Line. Yeah, it's yeah. similar. Celeste yeah. too That's tackles mental illness. That's right. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I'm so glad we gave that our game of the year. Me too. I still have to like make a a, a Twitter post about it. <laughs> I think I, just... I spearheaded that. What's that? Celeste winning. Celeste winning. I don't remember. I'd have to go back and listen, but I am also I, glad we picked that. I wasn't letting you guys pick Red Dead. And... Yeah, well, I, I'm pretty sure you were the first to say, like, so it's Celeste then. Yeah, something along <laughs> that line. Like, what do you guys think of Celeste? Well, I think everybody was pretty agreeable to it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely was. We would still be recording that episode if you guys wanted to make Red Dead Game of the Year. Because Will was just ready to turtle. And I, 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 I hadn't played it, so. I would have lost it if you had played it. But... I don't know. I don't know if I would have had it as, you know, it would have been in my top five. I don't know if I would have argued for it for Game of the Year. I probably would have had Celeste above it. Music so. to my ears right there. But it's hard to know, you know. I don't, I don't know how it would have felt. So, um... Oh, I just got a notification on my phone that the Switch Pro model has been postponed, as a rumor. Ooh. According to a new Nikkei report. Breaking news. Interesting. Nintendo Switch Pro revision might be in bad waters. Powerful version or next-gen model, as report calls it, has been postponed. The issues with power consumption and getting the operating system to run on the hardware. So the Switch is destined to not be more powerful. Maybe. Nailed it. So, it looks like the cheaper version is still look going for a fall release. So, interesting. Interesting. We'll see. That's just rumors, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Nikkei is a fairly reliable rumor source. Yeah. So, because I think they were was that the one that broke the uh, the switch. switch when it came out, but before it came out. Think so. I remember reading I about remember Nikkei. If... I remember reading stuff from Nikkei. They've definitely, yeah, they've definitely broke things, but I don't think the Switch was one of them. I, I mean, we're going a ways back, I yeah, guess. It's but... Probably I can't... three years ago. Yeah, I can't remember who broke the Switch stuff. Uh, but anyway, um, game giveaway time, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Let me get a thing going here. Random number. We had two pieces? Yep. Uh, Alright, one through two. The winner is one. Tate. Tate is the Eight. winner for uh, for playing... Hold on. Tate. Uh, for, for, for playing... Uh... Wow. To the moon. Come on, Dan. There uh, you go. <laughs> my brain. Alright. One through one fifty. Ninety three. Ninety three. 
is Puzzle Agent 2. Yeah, that's not bad. Next. 57. 57. Western Press. I have no idea what that is. Nor I. 47. 47. Western Press? Yeah. Isn't that the... Oklos. Yeah, Western... Westport Independent is what you're thinking of, Corey. You're right. Western Press is the dueling game. Oh, is it? Yeah. 80% on Steam. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. No. 21. 21. Uh, Fish Fillets 2. (laughs) I don't know what that is. 59. 59. Uh, Fish Fillets 2 has 9 out of 10 on Steam. Really? Oh my god. (laughs) Kathy Rain. Uh, That's familiar. Why do I know that game? I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar to me. Uh, Point and click adventure video game. Okay. So, Tate, apologies, but your choices are Puzzle Agent 2, uh, Western Press, 47, Oklos. I think that one's okay. 21 is Fish Fillets 2, and then Kathy Rain is your last choice. So, let us know what you want, and I will send those out. I'd pick Kathy Rain, personally. It is set in 1995 and follows a college girl named Kathy. Oh, so it's a little bit like uh, Life is Strange. I was born born in 95. Oxenfree? That's what I was thinking. I mean, based on that description. Okay. I I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Next week, we don't have a topic planned for yet, but we will, as usual, have something. It will be on our new recording night, which is Wednesday on twitchtv.thumbstickathletes um yeah nine, uh, roughly nine o'clock on, on Wednesday night is our new recording time uh, if you need updates on us you can find us on twitter at tsathletes facebook page facebook.com slash thumbstickathletes our website is thumbstickathletes.com which has not been updated in quite a while um our uh, leaves with our, with our posts uh, I don't know if our information on there our information on there is probably pretty outdated too. Oh, right? I was uh, reading our bios the other yeah, day. Yeah, like, man, these could use some updating. Yeah, the, I mean, those are from when we first had that version of the. No, that was one for when we first had our website. I think. Yeah, uh, fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, Old. that was that was a while ago. So, uh, we'll 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 get to all that stuff. I'll I'll try to update it. So. Um, no, we're not. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I mean, it took me long enough to update our Twitch stuff. Like, we stream we stream on Twitch every single week, so. Yeah. Are we still a partner? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can subscribe to us if you, if you like. Uh, subscribe using Twitch Prime. It helps the show. We have got, we've gotten paid out once. Yeah, we did get one payout. Yeah. That's a good. It was which a is good nice. Feeling. Which is nice. It helps. It helps alleviate some of the monthly fees that that come with running the show. Low monthly. Although, fees, but what was the cutoff, of... Dan? That you have to start paying taxes on it. It's. I think it's six hundred. Okay, we're still under that threshold. Yes, so. we are under that threshold. We don't have to pay, pay taxes on it <laughs> just yet. I would like to get over that threshold, but you know, 
whatever. Someday. Someday. Really, what needs to happen is we need we need to start streaming more and not the the show. Yeah, and I, I'm getting there. I'm 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 thinking. Yeah, I've been workshopping some ideas too. It's just yeah. trying to find a consistent time to do it. Right, you know? that's the difficulty. Yeah, uh, I I would like to start on Thursdays because I my Thursday nights are generally free anyway because we've recorded on Thursday night for for so long for you know for a while so yeah. But we'll see. And I've got a few ideas knocking around for, for, because uh, I like to have a, I like to have a theme, I guess, when I do stuff like that. You know, like what, the wife and I do rookie camps. Um, that's that's a theme. I don't want to just get on and play a game. You know. Yeah. Like Corey and Eric doing the fruit theme. Oh yeah. Oh, that's uh, right. Corey and Eric's big fruity Hearthstone extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's good oh, stuff. That was fun forgot about that <laughs> oh man are those videos guys, still floating around yeah didn't you guys just bring a random piece of fruit the two of you yeah <laughs> you restart that <laughs> well i guess they would only be floating around if you uploaded them to youtube i don't remember if we did man because they'd still be I'm... on there a lot of our stuff is is still on there I'm what check. was that series i did Corey plays 15 minute or 25 minutes of yeah you did Cuphead. Yeah, you did um, what was some of the other ones? Uh, did you do Shadow of Mordor or Shadow of War? Yeah, the Tokyo Game Factory yeah. game. Witness. Witness. Wit. Oh, Satsuna. I am Satsuna. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that's probably everything, right? Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, those in the the twitch chat will be starting our game of thrones recap pretty soon here uh if not if you're listening via uh if you're listening via you know the podcast then it'll be after the outro um if you are watching this on youtube at some point it will be a separate video um so but it'll release around the same time maybe i'll link to the to the to the video from uh, from the comments or the the uh, in, in the way to do it the way to do it is to annotate the video yeah at the end with pop up yeah so it'll be right <laughs> there you go yeah right here right here yeah right here <laughs> oh Dan look at you you're I'm a real pro. Now. I'm a pro <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that'll do it for episode four oh four of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast I'm your host Dan I'm well Corey. Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. All right, everybody, and welcome to our post episode Game of Thrones recap. We are going to be recapping season eight, episode one called Winterfell um, after a nearly two year hiatus from game of thrones it was nice to get back into game of thrones Mm -hmm. freaking finally um 595 days yeah 595 days i joked i think i joked when it finished up last time that i hoped i was still alive (laughs) when it started up again you did uh it turns out that that was the case fortunately (laughs) Uh, but (laughs) yeah so um uh, cory why don't we start with you because me and val yeah. have have talked about it quite a bit we watched sure. we've watched the episode three times yeah. we wanted to do it more but we had other things going on so yeah uh, let's let's uh let's hear your thoughts first 
I don't think, I mean, they could have put out the worst, the, the most hot garbage episode ever, and I still would have been excited to watch it. Um, yeah. I don't think yep. they could have done any wrong. That said, I wasn't crazy about the episode, yeah. and I couldn't yeah. quite put my finger on it. Um, I know it was a setup episode, which yeah. is fine. I don't have an issue with that, but something just fell off, and I, I don't, I'm not sure what it was. Um, it was like pacing was weird or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't I know. Totally There's, got that. Yeah, there was some level of awkwardness there that I still haven't really been able to put my finger on or clearly articulate very well. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I still loved it. It yeah. didn't really matter. It yeah. didn't no. affect anything. Uh, still very exciting and very fun. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I have I really have no complaints other than I don't know, but there was something awkward about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I totally got the awkwardness, too. Um, but I have to say, having watched it a few times now, the awkwardness is less. Okay. So I don't know if it was just getting back into the swing of things or like... Yeah. There were a couple parts, though, that I was like, eh, this kind of feels weird. Like, um, But I think it did get better like watching it more than once. So just something to think about. Yeah, maybe it's just because it's new, you know? Yeah. Like, I know you guys have watched the series how many times? Um, seven. I've probably watched it complete seven or eight times. Yeah, yeah. sure. So yeah, easily. Yeah, I mean, for me, I've I've rewatched up into I think we're in the middle of season five right now. This is just our okay. second through. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I haven't watched as much as you guys, but that could be you know it's just it's just new. So it's I don't know. Yeah, um, I wondered that. Watch. Yeah, yeah, I wondered that too because we've watched it so many times. Like, we know all of the episodes so well now that I was like, uh, like, how does this one fit in? But now yeah. that I've watched it again, like, it does fit in. And I, I see where it has a place. So, yeah. Okay. Do we, I mean, do we want to, how, how, how do we want to structure this, first of all? We should have planned this out I, ahead of time, but. Yeah, it's I okay. I, I took down, like, all the, what I thought were the main points. I just read an episode yeah. recap, and as I was reading it, bulleted out what I thought were the most important aspects. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, if you just want to run through those bullet points, we can do that. Yeah, let's hear it. Sure. So, yeah. the first one, uh, food and supplies are running low in Winterfell. Um, they have their court, I guess you want to call it. Uh, actually, a lot of things happen in that scene, uh, where John and Sansa and Daenerys are at Winterfell after Daenerys has arrived with the caravan, which is kind of cool to see everybody showing up in the caravan and yeah. seeing the hound arrive for the for the first time uh, since Arya left him, right? We we haven't seen him since... Yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole the part with um, the, bro- with, with the, bro- the, brotherhood, the Brotherhood, where he travels with the Brotherhood to the Wall. and they yeah. go, He's one of the ones that goes north of the Wall. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've Man, seen I'm him just up. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first That's time okay, Arya's seen him, him and did, probably didn't necessarily right. realize that he was still alive. Yeah, no, right. she was okay. shocked to see that he was still alive because he yeah. shouldn't have been, really. Yep, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, once the plot stuff starts to kick in, they, they realize that they don't have enough food to feed everybody. And Sansa asks the question sort of uh, rudely, looking at Daenerys, like, what do dragons eat? Like, you know, yeah. she, they weren't prepared to have all these people here. Uh, so what are they going to do? And there's a cool moment there with Lyanna Mormont, who stood up and said, you know, Jon Snow, we made you King of the North, not this random blonde woman. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to factor in yeah. pretty heavily, yeah. I think. Yeah, they definitely they definitely played up the whole North not liking Daenerys very oh, yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, right from right from the get-go in the episode, uh-huh. the Northerners were not cheering Daenerys as, like, a savior. 
they were kind of like, I don't know how to feel about this. Uh, and John, you know, said, you know, North, it's they're they're wary Stubborn. wary of of outsiders. So yeah. yeah, and I don't think it helps that she's like stunning, especially against like she right. just stood out so much in this town of you know they all have dark hair and they they're kind of dirty and like they all have dark dreary clothes and she's like this shining like beam of light and like I think she's gorgeous you know so like she comes in you know that contrast like on top of them just not trusting her then she comes in and looks like that and it's like well she's not even close to being like us you know because we're all dirty and all that so yeah yeah i thought the the to bring up the supplies thing Corey. too i thought that was a little bit strange of a complaint because i mean if you're if you're sansa you have to assume first of all that you're not going to be facing a protracted siege against the night king in a battle and pretty much once that battle's over you have to assume that they're gonna leave i don't know i didn't get the impression that they were there for the entire winter you know but maybe maybe that was the plan that they just didn't cover but i just mm, thought that yeah. was a weird weird thing to say yeah i didn't think of that either yeah. that's a good point and i think too like for her to bring up supplies like one thing that i think kind of got forgotten somewhere in this episode was like the dead are through the wall <laughs> like yeah. they're freaking coming like yeah. winterfell's right there so they're like I felt like they were like, we need months and months of rations. It's like, no, the dead are going to be here in like two days. So I didn't get like... You need sandwiches. Yeah, like (laughs) just get some, like get a couple things. Like everyone's going to be okay. Because like, do you really think everyone's going to survive this and need food? Like it was really weird Like I said, it's not going to be a siege. You know, you have to assume that things are going to happen quickly in the battle. It's not going to be protracted. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. It, it just felt that that felt strange to me for sure. Um, also, the the beginning of the sort of last hearth plot begins there because we see Ned Umber for the first time. Right, it's the first time we see. No, Ned he Umber. was he was at the end of season yeah. seven. Yep. See, just there, that's why I need to rewatch. Yeah, there was a there was the, the part where where Sansa wanted to take away the homes of the Karstarks and Umbers, mm-hmm. um, but John's like, no, you know, you can't. You can't fault a son, a, a child for their mm-hmm. parents' sins, and you can't take a family's home away from them for oh, right. for a couple okay. bad apples. Yeah, uh, he yeah. just made Ned Stark and Alice Carstark swear. Ned uh, Umber. Swear, Ned Umber. Did I say? You said Ned. Ned Stark. Stark yeah, Ned Umber <laughs> and and Alice Carstark made them swear oaths of fealty again right. mm-hmm. to yeah. John and the Starks. Yeah. Uh, he was a little cute kid, though. Yeah, trying to address his lord and his lady, or however oh, he, yeah. he phrased it. That was adorable. Uh, I loved that that part. He was like, "I I don't know what to do. What do I call yeah. you people? I'm like ten. Like, what do I do?" <laughs> yeah, usually you have like a steward that helps you with that sort of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But who He's knows? Did you own. guys Did you guys know he was dead once Sansa sent him? Uh, no, no, I had no idea. I mean, didn't see that coming. No, I, I, didn't. Just, I had a strong feeling that he wasn't. He wasn't make coming it. back. Yeah, yeah. Sure enough. I thought maybe he'd go back, and like his people would be like, you know, forget them, like, like, like the Glovers did, you know? Yeah, yeah. freaking Glovers um, can't trust them. Also, John and Arya's interaction I thought was really funny and cool uh, when mm-hmm. when they meet each other. I forget the name of that stupid tree. Werewood. Werewood. Uh, when they meet at Werewood, it's it's really cool when 
or Arya pulls out Needle and John's like, oh, have you used it yeah. much? And Arya's like, <laughs> once or a little. Once or twice. Like she could probably kill John, right? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, so I, I really can't wait to see what's in store for Arya this season. She's my favorite character. So. Oh, I like I that as a favorite character. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on that? No, I thought I thought that was a cool scene. That yeah. that you know that was one was of the great. reunions that a lot of people were looking forward to, and for oh. me it was it was it was good a good reunion. So I was actually terrified of that scene a little bit. Yeah. Because this show has a ton of foreshadowing, and there was a scene. God, I don't even know. It was when Arya and Sansa got back together in season seven, and. Um, Sansa says to Arya, like, John's going to be so excited when he sees you, his heart will probably stop. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> Wait a second. Don't even say that John's heart is going to stop when he sees Arya again. And so I was very relieved that his heart did not stop. <laughs> but um, I love the parallels to the first, or season one yeah. in John. And I have that in my notes, so I'll talk about it. But there were a lot of parallels, um, like the way she ran up and jumped on him and like needle and just kind of their exchange. It was reminiscent of season one. So that was really cool to see. I loved, I loved the scene and I loved that Arya was kind of like being badass. Like, don't forget who your family is, but also like, I'm so happy you're here, you know? So it was cool to see that. Mm -hmm. You think the Starks are going to turn on each other at some point? I have thoughts on that. Do you want me well, to... I say Starks, but I should say Stark and yeah. Targaryen. Yep. Do you, should I? Yeah, I mean, I really think that this whole episode played up this whole, like, that, you know, they're all going to hate Danny and they're going to all fight and not get along, but there's five episodes left, and I feel like they played that up a lot, and then it's just going to be like, the dead are coming and we all better shut up and get along. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it was interesting, because it made like i know it made me feel like oh god like they all hate each other and this is ugly and but i think it's not really gonna matter and even john says like titles don't matter right now like do you know what's coming you know so yeah it, it, it is maybe that's part of what makes it awkward too is like all along we've been watching it was mostly like iron throne politics right with this threat looming but now it's all of a sudden it's like it's the threat and there's just a handful of people still doing the Iron Throne politics, mainly Cersei, but right. yeah. and Sansa, and Sansa, yeah, and Sansa, yeah. Which I mean, I uh, I had most of the people in my bracket that we filled out uh, Val mm-hmm. Ranapool. I had most of them dying, and part of the reason why um, is there was that line like when you play the Game of Thrones, you either win or you die, right? So I feel mm-hmm. like all the characters who are playing the Iron Throne the game of thrones game are going to die except for one person one person will succeed at that mm-hmm. but the people who haven't really been playing that game like Varys, uh Tyrion, um i feel like are gonna survive mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting. an interesting that's way to do where, it yeah that's kind of where my head was at yeah but, uh, even like a jamie i really struggled with jamie i struggled with him more than anything which uh, mm-hmm. jumping ahead, but we might as well stay within Winterfell when Jamie arrives at the end of the episode, who yeah. has also become one of my favorite characters, even though he's done some really horrible things. Yep. Um, his redemption arc he, was fantastic, though. Like it, it really was. Yeah. As, as terms of story arcs, I I think his might be my favorite. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When he arrives at Winterfell and makes eye contact <laughs> with creepy Bran. Yes. And <laughs> who I'm. Re- 
Sorry, just quickly yeah. now. Yeah, I was no, reading yeah. online. Uh, some, whoever wrote this article I was reading described it as Bran being away at tree camp. <laughs> <laughs> it just tickled me. Yeah, that's good. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the whole Jamie thing. He risked everything to to honor his word with, with helping the North against mm-hmm. the White You know, he alienated Cersei, who now wants him dead, which I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that scene. Yeah. Uh, most of the people where he's at now probably wouldn't mind seeing him dead. Yeah. Um, uh, he, his allies might be, what, Tyrion and Brienne, and that's probably right. it. Because Brienne and Jaime love each other. Side note. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I mean... I, I, rewatching this really helped me put this together, but it really goes way back to when Catelyn released Tyrion, and ever since then, Jamie's sort of been working for the Starks. I mean, he sent mm-hmm. Brienne or helped Brienne so that Brienne could help the Starks. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like he's trying to honor that Catelyn setting Tyrion free, like way back in season mm-hmm. two. Yeah, I never even you thought know, of all that. Along. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about the Jamie and Bran <laughs> reunion. And when it happened, I was like, whoa. Because when they showed him, I was like, I was like, oh my god. Like, a White Walker is sneaking in to Winterfell. Like, this this is happening now. And then I was yeah. like, wait. And Dan was like, it's Jamie. And I was like, oh my god. Like, I didn't even think about that. But you're right. I mean, you know, he's he has nobody on his side that he knows of right now. Like... He knows Daenerys is probably not a big fan. <laughs> like he's got to know that, sure. you know. Um, but I, I'm totally with you. Jamie has become one of my favorite characters, and I think um, one of the things, like, I don't know. We, I, we can talk about like the next episode at the end. But yeah. I think things will be interesting for Jamie coming up, and I hope he survives because I think I'd have a really hard time watching him go. Yeah. I have a theory on All what's going to happen there, but yeah, I try. I try to stay away from the theory. Me too. Stuff. I like to come up with it on my own, but <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go seek it out anymore. Yeah. Like it's just too exhausting. Yeah, yeah. I accidentally um, read one, and it's like been hard for me because I'm like I see so many things. Like even in the first episode, I haven't told you what it is because I don't want to ruin it if it's the truth. But I'm like, oh, the first episode really made me feel like, yeah, this this person's theory is like right on right now and it's hard it's hard yeah. not to tell you <laughs> um i we should just briefly mention because I, I we're we got a lot more to talk about i know gone seriously already but seriously. uh john and john and danny flying around on dragons i thought that was i mean i don't know like i didn't feel maybe it was necessary because they needed to demonstrate that their love for each other was growing and they have this romance budding i don't know but i just Mm -hmm. found the whole thing silly i I don't know i think for i i did too i thought it was silly too i think for me the only thing the only thing i took from that was that was that uh let john ride him and i thought that was the important part to take from that and not john and danny like you know, going on a little fling in the middle of whatever, you know, whatever's going on up there in the north. Like, it was well, that John was on Regal. Yeah. And I think, too, it did serve a purpose of having a parallel with him and Egret. Yeah, there was definitely that Egret. You know, like, they were going to away it, yeah. to somewhere where no one could find them. But I did read an interesting thing, just throwing it out there. And I don't think this ruins anything. But um, someone was saying that they think the dragons are the actual reincarnations of the characters they're named after. 
Because if you think about it, they did, like, close-ups of the dragon's faces. And Rhaegal is named after Rhaegar, who we know is Jon's father. And he was kind of smiling and, like, almost looked like he was laughing. But Drogon, watching them kiss, was not happy. And that would be Khal Drogo. So it was really interesting. I was, mm. And then Viserion, yeah. we know, was not a good character, and now he's the bad dragon. Yeah. Vis, vis, interesting. What, Viserys? Viserys. Yeah, Viserys is Viserys. Is the ice dragon now. So it was really interesting. It was like, wow, the exact reincarnation of who they were named for. Yeah, never thought of that. Really interesting. interesting thought. I mean, so. the, the, the parallels are there with the, the dire wolves, too, right? And the Starks. Right. Like, their dire wolves are reflections of their their own mm-hmm. personas. Right. Yep, Nymeria on her own, and yeah. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. Um, did I miss anything so in much. Winterfell? I got Brands and Odd Duck. We already talked about that. <laughs> I cannot uh, figure him out. It's so weird. Oh, well, the no last one thing, can. <laughs> the last thing I think is uh, the Sam Harley. Uh, um, that's that Daenerys. was for me the biggest moment in oh, the whole yeah. the whole yeah. episode. Yeah, oh. that was very uh, telling. I think I don't know, like. You mentioned, Dan, how you could kind of put together the the narrative that the North is not happy with some of the things that Daenerys has done, and this is just another example, like of of some of reasons people will probably turn on Daenerys um, mm-hmm. because Daenerys and Jorah go down to talk to Sam and thank him, um, and in that conversation, Daenerys admits to killing Sam's father and his brother. Um, his father was kind of an asshat, but he liked yep. his brother, I think, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on. that he took that pretty hard, and I don't blame him. Yeah. No. Oh. So I, I had a, I had a couple couple thoughts here. Uh, first, uh, obviously, you know, he was uh, saddened by his brother passing. He seemed sad about his father too. I still think, as much of a jerk as his dad was to him, I still think he wanted to prove himself to his father and have mm-hmm. his father be yeah. proud of him, and he just didn't have that opportunity anymore. Right. Um, so I think that I think that factored in, in, into that his sadness about his dad even being yeah. being burned by yeah. a dragon. Yeah, I I was shocked that Sam didn't know yet. I was like all of you like someone has to tell him, but I guess like you don't really want to tell him that because <laughs> he's yeah. Sam. That was like a rip my heart out and stomp on it a little bit moment. Like that was heartbreaking just cuz you love Sam so much. You want to see him like prove to his fa- like prove his worth, you know, to his father and you know, like he's the nerd, and like that's, and I like root for the nerds, you know, because yeah. I'm one of them. So it's like, you know, he was yeah, in the Winterfell Library reading when, yeah, <laughs> when when Daenerys and Jorah came looking for him. So yeah, but a bookish type. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but I really, I hope it doesn't change relationships, like with him and John and whatever. But. I totally get it if it does. So it's like, well, yeah. it, you know, Torn. Sam was the one that petitioned to have John be the Lord Commander of the mm-hmm. of the Night's Watch. So you know he's capable of persuasion. Uh, yeah. That's even more apparent in the books. Uh, he, it's a lot more in depth. His his uh, persuasion uh, for getting John to the to be the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. So uh, you know this. Go, going into the next scene is when Sam goes into the crypts of Winterfell, finally sees John again, uh, mm-hmm. and it tells him that he he's actually the heir to the Iron Throne of the Seven Kingdoms. 
another another great scene. These two scenes back to back were my favorite in the entire yeah the entire uh, entire thing. Yeah. And uh, could you imagine having to act that scene as Kit Harrington? No. Which I thought he nailed it. Oh my god, that would he's be very difficult. The acting on this show, like I was reading something that was like it was just like it's kind of like The Office, like. You have all of the right people playing the right yeah. parts. Yeah. Like, right. the acting, I say that to you at least, like, five times an episode. I'm like, I just can't get over this acting. Like, he's not even Kit Harrington. He is Jon Snow or Egon Targaryen, whoever he is. Like, I, oh, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, but the, the genesis of, of that conversation that I got is Sam is now pushing Jon to claim his his rights to the throne uh after mm-hmm. he found out Daenerys was responsible for killing his father and brother who were her prisoners she executed yeah. prisoners just because they wouldn't bend the knee and she he asks john specifically mm-hmm. would you have done that yeah. and john doesn't quite answer the question he's like i have had to execute people who disobeyed me the difference being they betrayed john obviously uh, uh, Randall and and Dickon Tarly didn't betray Daenerys. They were just enemy combatants, right. um, who wouldn't mm-hmm. bend the knee for her, and and she burned them alive. And I, I thought that was a mistake when she did it. Oh yeah, I pr- we were I'm pretty both sure like, I talked what about is that. she yeah. doing? Uh, Tyrion tried very hard to talk her out of it. Um, mm-hmm. But but I think these things are 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 going to be held up as examples, like like we were saying of of why Daenerys shouldn't shouldn't why why the seven kingdoms aren't keen on necessarily having a Targaryen uh, be back on the throne. I know John is a Targaryen, but he was not raised as a Targaryen. He wasn't raised in exile in another, another part of the world. He was raised by Ned Stark, you know, who uh, everyone even now in this episode, mm-hmm. you know, knew him as an honorable man and an honest person and all that, all that stuff. So does the North, <coughs> as you're talking, I've started thinking, does the North have a reason once John comes out with that news or whoever comes out with that news, does the North have a reason to hate him for it? I don't think so. He was raised by Ned Stark. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, I think that's the key difference there. He was raised in the North by Ned Stark, who is very much beloved by everyone in the North other than the Boltons who are now gone. But so technically, (laughs) (laughs) one of two things has to happen, right? Daenerys has to say, okay, John, like, all right, go ahead. Or they have right. to squabble, right? They have to fight. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I talked to you about this, but I think, I think Daenerys is going to see the writing out of the wall. See, people don't really want her. The people that want her to be queen were the people that she brought over with her from a different part of the world. You know, not citizens of Westeros. Um, so I think that's going to factor in. You know, they're strangers in, in the land. Uh, I think Daenerys is going to see the writing out of the wall. See, okay, people don't want me to be the queen, and I think she's going to sacrifice herself. Oh yeah, maybe that. I, I was gonna say I don't. I don't think she would. I don't think she would give up so easily. No, I think she's no. gonna. She's gonna see a, an, an opportunity, and she's gonna go down in a in a blaze of glory in the in the war. Definitely in a blaze. Oh, she's definitely going. Like I have in my notes, Danny isn't going to survive. There is absolutely no way. Like I do not see her coming out of any of this alive. Be it however she goes down, but um. But talking about John, I actually question if John is even going to reveal who he is to anyone. Mm. Because I like because he just keeps saying like titles don't matter, none of this matters. I've fought the army of the dead twice. Like you people don't understand, you know. So I 
I wonder if he's going to be like Sam and Bran, like you can't, you know, you can't tell anyone until this is all over with or whatever. Right. And he knows, like, he knows who Danny is. Like, you know, I think, you know, he was very shocked when he heard about Randall, Tarly, and Dickon. Like, he was like, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, he never knew that about her. So I think he is going to start to question, like, who is she? How much Targaryen does she have? Yeah, you know? he might want to be king as a sense of duty, you know. If, if, right. if, he, think, if he sees any of the Mad Queen in her... Uh, oh, yeah. And he has the obviously he has the better claim if he thinks he can mm-hmm. do more good than she that might be his reason for wanting to be king over over her mm-hmm. you know yeah. but my other question is are they is the north going to take the word of Bran and Sam you know because everyone keeps saying whatever Bran's doing you well know? I know Sam still has the journal that's about true. That's about true. Uh, Leanna and Rhaegar mm-hmm. and their secret marriage right Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. So. Yeah. Stay in the north with the one last bit. Uh, I think this happened at the end of the episode, right? When they get to the last hearth. Um, yeah. Tormund. Towards the end of the episode. Company. I forget who's with him. Tormund. Uh... Dolores Ed. Beric Dondarrion. Yeah, Beric Dondarrion. Yeah, yeah. uh, they all show up. Uh, speaking of that, just quickly, is Thoros of Mir dead? Did he die? Yeah. Yeah, he died. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. He died at the um, on the frozen lake part. Yeah, where they where they were surrounded. Yeah. The white bear. Because gotcha. he yeah him. he was attacked by by a dead bear. Yep. 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 Um. Anyway, yeah. There they show up at last hearth and nobody's there. Um, it looks like bad things have happened and then they find well they run into Ed Tillet in the Night's Watch, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. I'm so glad that Ed Tillet is still alive. Me yeah. too. Um, I love him. He's just one of those. He's just one of those characters that you don't know much about, but you're always happy to see him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they see Ned Umber stuck to the wall with appendages. I forget the name of making a spiral. Name. Yeah, the spiral. Spiral. Yeah. And as they're talking about it, he wakes up and they well, burn him alive. I thought Tormund was going down, and it was like Tormund yeah, cannot go down this yeah. way. Ned Umber had a knife and tried to tried to stab whoever was standing oh. closest. I think it was Tormund. Tormund, yeah. Freakiest scene of the entire show for me, and I've watched it seven times. Yeah. I freaking hated that scene. Like, I mean, I liked the scene, but like, ugh, disturbing. The, yeah. It was so disturbing. When his eyes popped open, I was like, oh my God. To me, it was the, scre- the screams that, oh. that he did, the uh, un- otherworldly screams when he was being burned. Yeah, that was, was awful. Just <laughs> wicked me. creepy. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, we'll move quickly over to Yara and Theon. Yara is a prisoner, yeah. um, but she's rescued by Theon, who, and then Yara gives, basically gives Theon the okay to head back to Winterfell to help mm-hmm. with the battle there. I don't know. Do you guys have much to say about that? No, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know what Theon's purpose is here, but yeah, redemption. Yeah. yeah, guilt, guilt. Yeah, I thought um, Yara like getting. Like rescuing Yara was a little too easy. Yeah, Beardless just said that. In the yeah. Chat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Surprisingly easy. Yeah, it was really easy. <laughs> but I also think that kind of shows the stupidity of Euron because he is like he's such a. Jackass. He was too busy like, doing something else. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He was. Yes, he was. Um, so I don't know. It was that was all really weird. But I was sad to see that. Like I don't think we'll see Yara again until the end of the until the end of this the show i think that you know 
some people might flee to the Iron Islands if if they need to because that might be the only safe place left. But I personally, I love Yara. She's always been one of my favorites. Um, so I don't know. That was really weird. It, yeah. it was just weird. But I'm yeah. interested to see what happens like with Theon and and if he goes and does anything right, you know. So, but that was pretty much it. Well, speaking of Euron, Euron really wants wants to stup Cersei. Yep. Yep. Uh, he makes that very clear, and she makes it very clear that she won't. But then she does. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so there's that. We also meet Captain Strickland. Yep. That yeah. is the first time we've met him, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the leader of the Golden Company, which is the mercenary army that Cersei has hired. Harry, um, Harry Strickland. Yep. To help clean up after the dead battle at Winterfell. Um, probably a bad strategy, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. But then, I don't know if you guys have anything to say on that, but um, in the interest of time. Yeah. No, I'll not really. Jump, yeah. I'll just jump to the last thing that I have, and there might be more. Feel free yeah. to chime in. The, but um, the only Cersei thing... basically hires okay. Bronn to kill Jaime and Tyrion. Ugh, yeah, I don't think Bronn weird. can do it. Yeah, I think he will. I think he'll you try. Think he will? I really do. Yeah. Um, he's always yeah. been motivated by money, and even though he had good chemistry and a nice rapport with Tyrion, there was always a, a payout at the end of it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. He's close with Jamie. Uh, Jamie loves his brother. I feel like the, I feel like Jamie and Bronn are going to fight. Hmm. Bronn was training Jamie when he had his one hand. I feel like there's got to be that's got to happen. I don't know. Maybe not. I could be crazy, but no, I, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Like it could be Bronn and Jamie at the end battling it out. That would be that would be interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I want to see that. I don't want to see it. One thing I was going to note quickly about the Cersei thing was just uh, her reaction after Euron was like, I'm going to put a prince in your belly or whatever. And her reaction was really hard to read. Yeah. Was it like, is she pregnant? Is she not able to be pregnant? Like, what? We got no indication of that. Her reaction was so, like, I don't know how to read that, <laughs> you know? She looked mm-hmm. sad, but, like, smug. I don't know. But that was just an interesting part. I'm wondering if Kyburn put a baby in her somehow. Oh, yeah. I think Kyburn's involved for sure. Because he's still around, and I he's mean, so what slimy. Else is he gonna do right? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, just want to throw that in there. But yeah, Jamie Bronn. I don't know. Well, we were talking about with Bronn. How remember Tyrion said when they were killing the Robert Baratheon kid babies, whatever, and Tyrion yeah. was like, you know, Bronn, if I came in and told you to to go kill babies like what would you do and he's like i'd ask you how much so we know he's he is motivated by money so uh, and he already has the money right it was out like outside in a wagon or something yeah already yeah but i wonder if the fact that he's now a an anointed knight is going to change any of that Hmm. i don't know i don't know remember when Tyrion wanted him to be his champion and he just said it wasn't worth his life. Well, yeah, but yeah. that's that's different than assassinating two characters that he spent a lot of time with, one of which raised him up. I just yeah. don't think there's a noble bone in his body. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Oh, I could totally see based, that. Based on the evidence. Sure. Yeah, I could totally see that. And then not that I don't like him. I think he's a great character, but. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What yeah. else you got, Corey? That's all I have for plot points. I don't know. I might have missed some. 
Oh, um, Arya goes to Gendry with yep. the design oh, for the I love weapon, that. which we didn't didn't see very closely what that was, but no. that's probably going to factor in somewhere. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved the Arya and Gendry interaction. I actually told you back, like, when they were together and they were younger, um, that I thought they would end up together somehow. Robert did say Sorry. you have a well it was you have a daughter I have a son well I guess that's still the case right let's join our houses right so I think that might happen you know I, I, I guess Gendry is the last Baratheon that we know of that yeah that we know of uh, at least in the show it's different in the different in the books but um oh. yeah and, and then Arya so so Arya and Gendry uh Iron Throne at the end huh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe can I say I actually had Gendry sitting on the throne. Um, and then we rewatched season seven, and I was like, there's no way. <laughs> and I changed my mind. I, like, <laughs> I sure, I was so, when I was doing the bracket, I was so sure he was going to die. But after seeing yeah. him in this episode, I'm not so sure anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's just, he's a little thick. Yeah. He just, he, in the, like, his his physique and everything he just strikes me as just like a thick meathead who's gonna do yeah. something stupid well, like his heroic, dad. Yeah. try to be heroic and die Rob, like robert baratheon yeah. Yeah. exactly i could totally see him <laughs> trying to do something i feel like he's just too big for his britches like you know like he's yeah. like yeah he's one of those characters but i like him a lot i'm trying to think if i had anything oh okay i only had one other thing about jamie but Go ahead. Yeah. just looking ahead to the next episode because they did show um, in like a trailer, right? Yeah. Yep. They showed uh, Jamie kind of like going on trial with Danny for like, you know, killing her father. And uh, I think that, you know, no one knows other than, is it just Brienne knows? Brienne and, and we would assume Bran. Right. Bran and Bran know that the Mad King was going to kill everybody and that's why Jamie killed him. So I think that Brienne or Bran or both are going to come forward in defense of Jamie to say, like, you know, nobody knew this until now, but this is actually why Jamie did it. So I think that, you know, they kind of hyped it up in that trailer, but I don't think it's going to turn into to anything major. I think they're just going to be like, okay, like, come fight with us eventually. But it'll be interesting to see if that's revealed because Jamie deserves that in his arc, you know? You know what I'm thinking? Trial by combat, Brienne and Jorah. Oh. Brienne's going to stand up for Jamie, and Jorah's going to stand up for Daenerys. Daenerys. Oh my god. That would be interesting. I would not survive. <laughs> I mean, I would I would assume Brienne oh would gosh. win that. Mm. Yeah. I assume. She but... beat the Hound in single combat. I would assume yeah. she would beat Jorah. Yeah. But I, Jorah's a good fighter. But I don't Jorah's know good. Don't Brienne's forget the sand pits of Marine, Dan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. All I the last thing I wrote in my notes was I'm not ready for any of the characters to go, but I feel like it's eminent. Yeah, so. that was my as excited as I was when it got to be about 20 minutes until the, the episode started. I, I started to get really nervous. He did. He was like, "I'm so nervous. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready." Yeah, and I know it's only going to get worse every episode. Oh. Uh, yeah. Seriously. Like I feel like drop but like flies. Oh yeah. I think it's really going to start, like, the next episode. It's yeah. got to, right? There's only five. Like, how are there five? There's only five. I don't get it. At least we get some long ones there. At yeah, the end, right? exactly. Like, hour yeah. and a half or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah so it's it's gonna be interesting but i'm so glad it's back and i want it to be sunday already <laughs> is the i was just gonna ask is the next episode this sunday even though it's easter uh-huh. oh yeah i was wondering about that yeah that's good yep yeah i don't think i'd be able to wait another 10 days or whatever oh my gosh no <laughs> nope <laughs> yeah. so anyway exciting yeah. stuff I don't have anything else to add. I don't know if you guys do. Nope, I got nothing. We'll we'll be back again next week. Yes. Hopefully, no, there won't be any tears next week for some of our favorite characters dying. (laughs) So, yeah, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see see you next week.